of this herb. I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was the Alright, we need. Alright, okay, so. Just give me two seconds to make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, that's, that's not how you smash a lately! Although I swear it like Shigalaga Hug because I forgot the Shigalaga Hug. I was like, Fuck, I don't know how to spell this. Alright. <laughs> we both commented on the fact that all the teams are on commentary for the Sanders Little Helper match. It was awful. I only came twice, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, thank God for beer. No, I ate two liters of ice cream last night. I was really bummed out. That's and then when I got up this morning, I'm like, oh, uh, my tummy's looking a little huskier than usual. <laughs> cool, so since that's on, whenever you're ready, do you? Yeah, just the thing. And then we'll transition to the show. And also, we can talk about Hade Vanson if you want. Do you want to watch the promo? No. For Hade Vanson? No. Do you want me to tell you about the promo? Yeah, alright. Alright, I'll do that. No, it's, it's just, just, like, in, just imagine a an Indian-looking English dude saying these words. Nice. Nice. Multicultural. Alright, I'll read the thing out. Alright. It's <clears throat> like a practice run. Dude, I don't do this. No, just add it in. Every day I train. Thousands of hours of practice. Everything can go wrong in an instant. Oh, the jabbles! Injuries can happen at any time. My kneecap just kind of blew over to the side of my leg. I've torn my pectoral muscle completely off my shoulder. I've had surgery five times in my left knee. Oh, tore off the bone and I could hardly lift my leg anymore. With every episode I record. Every move I make. My body. My career. My dignity is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please don't try this at home. Also, don't listen to it work because we say f a lot. Theme song. <laughs> All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting the goddamn national television show. Oh shit, alright, you go. <laughs> I got a beer. Hail Mary and Chugalugga 40. Welcome to the PG Wrestling Retrospective. After a short hiatus, I am back in my bedroom with a microphone on top of a bunch of books with my best buddy, my best friend, my partner in crime. It's your boy, Jay Smooth, into his house. It's the extremely white Jack with the extremely light low, the extremely white <laughs> the me. The extremely light. <laughs> oh, I'm extremely low as well. I'm a little bit darker. Hey, I'm Lewis. Now, today so, we... So, I don't think you've ever chugged a 40, or you wouldn't say you'd chug a lug of 40. <laughs> I can't chug water. I can't chug beers. Uh, like, come on, man. You chugging a 40 would be a sight to behold. I would puke on you. You're not wrong. Just to fuck It me. wouldn't even be puke. It'd just be like, it goes halfway down your throat and then comes back out. It's like regurgitate. <laughs> just throw up the Red Bull and, like, a fucking KFC I'd had earlier that day. <laughs> S, we are here with a couple of beers to celebrate... The last pay-per-view of 2008. Yeah, baby, we did it. Yeah, we got through, like, six, six months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, episode seven? Oh, yeah, yeah so this is seven, seven months. Oh, is it seven months or seven shows? Because they did, like, 
16 shows this year in oh, 2008. Fuck me. So it's probably like two months, and when they just did four pay per views <laughs> a month. It's just one month. Yeah. They've done them all. <laughs> just throughout the weeks. Just every day. <laughs> oh, fucking earth. Every day is a pay per view. Brand split, boy. That's my like. Motto for my life, every day is a pay-per-view. Every day is a pay-per-view. I jerk off for three hours. <laughs> yes. And so, before we get into the show rundown, I have a special new segment I like to call Forgotten Memories That You've Probably Suppressed of the PG Era. Yay! Yeah. So, two days before this show, in between segments, like Triple H is in the ring, and it's all good, and then you get a Wow, that was so indescript. Hacker noise. Hacker noise. Hacker man. Hack the planet, bro. (laughs) And you're not going to believe who shows up to cut a really shit promo. Who? Hade Vanson. I have watched the darkness my entire life. I have studied it. I have dedicated my existence to it. And it has led me here as a witness to your punishment made flesh. I saw righteousness. I saw purity. All things hidden beneath the shadow of evil. And I wanted more. For over a decade... I have searched, and now I have found others who believe, who will follow, and I have shown them the way. Your immortal power is all that I require. Now, the prophecy shall be realized. Your annihilation will not be in vain. You will live on. I She'll be your vessel. Who? He's a he's a he's a small English dude. Oh yay! Yeah, Jack Gallagher. <laughs> no, he's he's the more ethnic Jack Gallagher. <laughs> um, so he shows up on the screen and cuts what I can only describe as a shitty Bane promo. Yay. And this is before, like, the good Bane, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah no, Dark Knight Rises. Ages before. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises, like, 2014. Yeah, so, it's like six years before. So he literally goes, like, bloody like, He goes, like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't born in I the dark. I didn't see that Drew McIntyre. But I was, no, Drew McIntyre's, oh, dirty scars. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was, no, this is Beatles. Hey, man, he's like, oh, I was molded by the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna punish the and darkness like... form in flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I sound like? Silence. Yeah, that that does that sounds like I probably suppressed it. Although I didn't watch Ron Smackdown at this point. So basically, this is one of those things. Like, do you remember Kizani? We used to always yep. joke about. Yeah. It's one of those Kizani. Was he on the SVR two thousand eight GM mode? I really hope not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I remember drafting a lot of random people, like Fuck Kenny it. Dykstra. I remember we Apparently did. He was like a big deal. Kenny Dykstra. Yeah. Was, I remember we played it once, and it was one of those once. things. Once, 
Oh, this is one time we played it. Like, this was in my lounge room, and it was... Um, I love your lounge one, room. One of them was... This is my old lounge room. So one of us was Raw, one of us was SmackDown, and the computer was ECW, <laughs> and we were drafting. ECW's drafted fucking Triple H and John Cena, and we're just like, oh, How no. I let this happen? <laughs> but I really wanted Tommy Dreamer. Uh, but yeah, the idea for... Shout out to one of our faithful listeners, you know who you are, for buying SmackDown vs. Raw... 2009 when you wanted GM mode. Who the fuck bought it? Uh, one of our faithful listeners. No names. One that I actually know? Is yeah, this one probably. Of- probably. Probably. Anyway, shout out to you. You have to go to EB Games and buy a new one. Oh well. Wait, he bought 09 for GM mode? Yeah. What a cuck. Yeah, I know, right? You fucking uh, shit, mate. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Well, basically, the idea for Vanson was to have a this is, this is from Pro Every time he said I think of Van Halen. Well, the idea was for him to have, like, the Fallen Angel type of gimmick, like Christopher Daniels Yay. had in his worst phase of his career, if you, like, follow the career of Christopher fucking Daniels. Vaguely. Yeah. It was, just, it was like, his shit phase. I thought he... his name was Brian Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was Grandmaster Sexay Brian Christopher. <laughs> Did you know that he is actually a Joe Lola's son? Oh! <gasps> I had no idea. <laughs> but it, the idea was he was supposed to feud with The Undertaker or something. Oh, yeah. And he claims that Vince kind of looked at him and was like, oh, you're fucking tiny, and dropped the whole thing. Which is believable, because I don't think Vince, like, was a big SmackDown fan. I mean, I'm no, barely a SmackDown <laughs> SmackDown's really good now, but all that aside... I mean, it's it's good now. We don't want to. We don't want to date ourselves too much. Oh, I think we're past that point. <laughs> yeah, just because we you were like, excuse me, you were brand just, split, brand split. You you literally spent an entire like thirty seconds making a reference to the mix match challenge, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Worth the f-? it. You were like, oh, Miller Peck party. That was hilarious. In ten years, I know I said it then, but in ten years, all you guys need to go on the New Day's Facebook and find that shit. All right, all right. Or search r slash Circle. <laughs> what a fucking nerd this kid is. He goes on r slash Circle. Well, apart from that, any comments on the on the career of aid of Hade Vance? Uh, literally zero. All right then, let's go to the fucking show. Hey, hey. Lines will be drawn. Sides will be chosen. Armageddon. An epic war. Between the kings of the earth at the end of the world. Where warriors stand on the front line, ready to fight for glory, for a dream, for what is theirs, to wage war to the bitter end, for gold, and when it's all over. Anything remain?
titillating final battles of 2008 between perceived good and evil culminate tonight on the WWE extravaganza known as Armageddon. Okay, so the show opens. Yes, they live. do the vignette thing. Yeah, well, I was good. Oh, what? Do you want to do you want to talk about the vignette before I talk about the yeah, the right. like actual? I thought and bolts of the show. Lewis thought it was good. I thought it was pretty bad. Oh, it was fucking great. What are they? What no, are they saying? No, but you've got to think about it in context of like the Jim and Billy and the Sarah one or whatever it was. Remember, oh, with the, they... like they've done some really good, interesting ones, and this one was just Triple H and Jericho and Cena and stuff in their generic, weird corridor. Movie but it's set so shots. cool. There's this like shit like Jericho's that... there with the button and they're like. And when this war is over, will anything remain? And I'm I mean, like, I hope not. It sounded cool, but I just shit? thought I thought that they can do better than this. Does you just say. like it because it wasn't as funny as like <laughs> "fuck you, poor Jim"? Like, <laughs> well, uh, but I yeah. will admit that after they got all of the generic superstar shots, they did a really cool CG graphic thing where, like, you're in first person walking down like stairs into a bunker and then the door flies open and there's like a red button with like a glass case over it and they flip the button over and smash the red button and then like it cuts from that to like the the actual like physical state even all the fireworks and shit go off i was like damn and the fucking stage setup is sick like the fucking destroyed building is is pound for pound the best one outside of a wrestlemania i reckon oh what about do you remember like backlash had like the the swinging like fucking pointy things where it just like swing well, they actually pendulums moving. yeah they were actually like moving they're like oh that's Wah. fucking sick and then um, oh, no. oh one of the best we'll say one of the best what about capital punishment though no <laughs> so anyway it's one of the best because of how big it is and i think oh, it was fucking huge. i think it was used to good effect well well let's get to the nuts and bolts of the show live from the hsbc arena in buffalo new york what yeah. the fuck is that it's an insurance company, I think. Okay. Well, I, have, health, I have health insurance? I don't know. Fucking Americans, Medicare. write in and tell us. Yeah, Americans, write in and tell us how you got bankrupted because you got the flu. Um, fuck it, I just called out the Yanks. Um, I have here written down, for some reason, the home of Chinese democracy. Um, Was that the opening theme? No. Why the fuck do I have the home That's of... That's weird. Why do I have the home of Chinese <laughs> democracy? Uh, the joke is, there is no home to Chinese democracy, because it doesn't exist. Um, He's just looking at my notes. Here. What? I'm just trying to vote. <laughs> Buffalo, New York, home of Chinese democracy. Why did you write that? To be fair, I was drinking. Um, <laughs> 12,500 fans. Did you think they said Beijing or something? <laughs> <laughs> Beijing, New York? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past no, you. No, I thought I thought the opening theme was actually Chinese democracy, the shit song that everyone hates. Armageddon coming to you live from <laughs> Beijing, New York. That has some pretty <laughs> shit undertones to it. Going in from Little China. Oh, no. Uh, 12,500 fans drawing a gate of $670,000. Yeah. I could win that a couple times on Deal or No Deal. That's fine. Dece, Dece mm. for a... Um, Armageddon. However, Sorry. worldwide, 193,000 approximate pay-per-view buys. That's pretty bad. The only 2008 show that did worse than fucking Cyber Sunday. 
Hey. So this is the home of Chinese democracy. Cyber <laughs> Sunday, the home of American <laughs> democracy. I love America. Oh, no, that's capital punishment. Oh, no, this home is just of internet democracy. Internet <laughs> no, it's for the dub dubby universe. We hey. should all vote online, man. I don't understand why we have this archaic system where we go out to voting booths and they try and stop certain people and let other groups in to no. vote. It should just all be on a computer, bro, man. Bro, the weird thing is, why is the government in debt? Why don't they just print out more <laughs> money? <sighs> And all the weed smoke just comes out. <laughs> well, we open up this epic war for the kings of the earth with a match not for the ECW championship. <laughs> Matt Hardy versus Vladimir Kozlov. I stab my eyes out. So they pan to Todd Grisham and Matt Stryker and commentary for ECW. And guess what's sitting next to them? A Slammy <laughs> Award for the best commentary duo. Remember the Slammies? Nice. See, you, do they, no, they haven't done it in like two or three years. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just trying to remember when they stopped them, but yeah, 2014. Probably about the, the, right, the same time I, as they I stopped the draft for the first time. I think that's a shame because uh, it provides a really good like opportunity for storylines to continue mm. and that sort of thing. As well as recognition, I guess. For well, NXT has their year-end awards now, yeah. which is, it's not as like... Fancy pantsy. Yeah. It's just kind of like a backstage segment. Here's a fucking trophy. I think it could be really good. Mm. Uh, what I th- thought was interesting was they fucking um, they start off with uh, Jr. and Taz, but and Jr. welcomes you to the show, but then they throw it immediately to Grisham and Strike. Yeah, I guess it's that Jim Ross has that like very recognizable. I think they're kind of the main commentary oh, team. The SmackDown one though. The SmackDown one's like King and. Mm. No, um, no, yeah, no, they're SmackDown. JR no, and Taz. No, JR and yeah. Taz are SmackDown. And then King and. King and Cole yeah, are Cole. Raw. And King, that's a shit team. <laughs> so, yeah, the best. Uh, the best announced team that didn't get the award, I feel like the most recognizable one is JR and Taz. Mm. But to be fair, I feel like Grisham and Striker are a fucking excellent team at this they're point. Because then they're. they're well, they're on they're on ECW, so I guess they don't have as much attention, like, as much producing. And. Yeah. And Striker gets to just meme out all the time, and just like splooge all over the announcements. <laughs> Match Striker is the best part of anything he's involved with. Exactly. So they show highlights while everyone's coming to the ring, right? Of yeah. like how this match came to fruition, and it was really weird because they didn't announce it was non-title at first. No. So it was like Matt Hardy coming out the ECW with the ECW title, and then Vladimir Kozlov coming out, and they're showing highlights of these two going at it on SmackDown. And I was like, what, the fuck? what? And so Matt was like doing like an interview show. The ECW champion was doing an interview show on SmackDown with like Kozlov. And then Kozlov like smashed him, right? And then, so now those two are having a match under the ECW branding. But then Stryker informs us on commentary that because Kozlov is coming to ECW, but he's never had a match in ECW. This match is not for the ECW title. Now, is that enough fucking exposition for a match? I think what? they just didn't want Kozlov to win to, to, to win the ECW title. <laughs> no, they want to keep Kozlov's undefeated streak, but they don't want Hardy to lose the title, and they don't. They want Kozlov to have a match, but they don't have enough time because this is the week before. They don't have enough time to build up a normal feud to put it 
higher in the card. So they just chucked him at one another and decided See, to I've, make I've, some convoluted bullshit to call it a non-title. This is just going to be the first time that I advocate for a fuck finish on pay-per-view. Put the title on the line and then fucking um, Kozlov wins by DQ or something. Yeah. Like wins by count out, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't give a sh- I didn't give a shit about this match. I was like half paying attention. This was fucking Kozlov's ter- streak was more protected than Oscar's. Oh, <laughs> don't remind me about Kozlov's winning streak. <laughs> fucking oh. Well, it's not even a win streak. It's like a didn't get pinned streak. Yeah, which I suppose is the same as Oscar's. But well, even with Oscar's on, if you're looking at like televised shit, she was never like in a match that she lost. Thrown over the ropes in a battle royal. Not on TV. Yeah, was... I think she was. Oh fuck. I sent you all those links, remember? Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was a battle royal on a house show. No, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a number one contender thing. I would have remembered that. No, because Carmella won it. Yeah, Carmella won the battle royal for the number one contendership. And Asuka got chucked over the rope. Alright, I I probably just suppressed the shit out of that. Yeah. I was actually... How good is NXT? (laughs) I was listening to, like, the, uh, the audio version of the death of WCW... And there was of a, course you were. It was great. There was a bit where they... Because, um, like, remember Goldberg first won the title on Nitro? Oh, yeah. And then the pay-per-view afterwards, it was fucking Hogan and Dennis Rodman versus DDP and Carl Malone. <laughs> so they were like, fuck, how are we going to, like, build a match for Goldberg in, like, two weeks? And someone, some asshole was like, I've got a great idea, right? Kurt Hennig. What if we? What if Goldberg's in a match and Kurt Henning attacks Goldberg's opponent, making Goldberg the loser <laughs> by disqualification? <laughs> and I'm like, thank fuck, fuck that it. didn't happen. So, um, Jack, do you want to talk about this match we've avoided talking about? Oh, there's a reason. Oh. Because the first thing that came to my alright, so they, the match kind of starts and they, you know, hook up in their wrestling pose, and Matt's doing his like janky stilted like strikes and stuff and all I could think because I just watched uh Smackdown oh no I Raw before I watched this match like about six hours later or whatever and I was like broken Matt Hardy is like ten times better even oh. in the ring he's so much smoother now like he's like 40 or something but he's just oh he looks worse but like he's gotten so much I don't even think he looks worse man like, this match, his hair's all greasy and shit, and he's, like, lumbering around the ring, and he can't, like, kick properly. It's just, like, he never learned to, like, smoothly wrestle. Well, like, Matt, like... But now he looks great. Yeah, but he's got, like, the, the, the eyes. If you ever see on someone who, like, did, like, really serious drugs and then stopped, they've still got the fucking dead eyes. I think eyes. that's just, like, contact lenses, so he can be, like, broken. broken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just, the like, contact. I didn't realise he wore contact. <laughs> no, they're, like, really... Like light contacts, because oh shit, they're, I didn't doing, do that. they're doing like the like the I don't know what the word is like the trans the transposition between him being light and Bray being dark. Even in their like filmed promos, they do a thing where like um, Bray is standing in the darkness, like he always is, like talking about his shit, and Matt's standing in the light, and then the camera zooms out, and they're actually standing next to each other, and there's just half of the set's dark and half of the set's light. And then they drag Matt into like the dark part, and I need- they drag Bray into the light part. I need to. Watch- <laughs> and then, and yeah. then it's just a light promo, and Bray walks in, and then it all turns dark. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only like Raw or SmackDown I've watched recently is um your boy, your boy, 
fucking fat edge test cut yeah. a hell of a it was promo. Good. It was good. That was like. Fucking... I still think they should fire him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because nah, he has nah. the big bonus of nah, finish? Nah, I'm joking, but. I know, we haven't really seen him wrestle yet. No, he's wrestling... I, I always thought he was decent. We'll see yeah. how he goes after it. Oh, let's fucking talk about no, this I shit. Just, I don't want to talk about the match. Um, Alright, Broken Matt is... It's like bad. a 1970s house show. Like, every fucking Kozlov match. Yeah, it was... Yeah, honestly, it's exactly the same. Nothing happens. Like, they don't do any spots or anything. Or oh, do you want a side headlock? Oh. Yeah, no. Kozlov wins with his, like... Alright, alright. We're going past the match, because I just... Oh, he hits like, um, he hits his first, he hits like, um, commentators call it a headbutt, but is like literally a shove. Yeah, that's like the move they give to every Russian Eastern Bloc wrestler ever. And then he like grabs him, like, looks like he's going for a choke slam and just hits a fucking spine buster. And I'm like, and they're like, oh my God, look at that spine buster. And I'm like. (laughs) Triple H has a better spine buster, and he doesn't get the fucking pen with it. But yeah, it was... Yeah, so it's this, like, finisher, right? It's like... I don't know. Even Matt didn't... Matt Stryker didn't know what to call it, because his finisher is, like, uh, a choke slam, but then he also lifts him up by the leg, and then they... It's like a spine buster, so he's like, that... Kozlov wins with that half spine buster, half choke slam. It's literally David Otunga's <laughs> finishing move. I, I don't know what to call it, but that's two of the most devastating moves in this industry combined. So how could you not get a pin with it? Oh, striker, you're ruining your, your credibility. <laughs> Obviously, the most dangerous move in the profession is a top rope Canadian destroyer pile driver, mate. <laughs> Uh, so he wins so he can retain his streak, but it's non title because of all the expositions. So. This match was nine minutes long. Uh, yay. Nine, it's like nine minutes. Insanely skippable if you want to watch this movie. Uh, Kozlov can barely go four minutes, so nine minutes is like I mean, fuck. he just had a world title match last paper. <laughs> yeah, and how did that <laughs> fucking turn out? Uh, TNA chance in 2008. TNA. TNA. Oh my god, I love Tuchner. <laughs> uh, backstage okay, so for the greatest backstage segment in history. You know what? It, it's fitting. Matt makes all those accusations about me, and then two days later, he's getting demolished by a Russian. Babe, karma is a wonderful thing. Yeah, it is. It is. But listen, babe, I should probably go. I have to get ready for my match. Okay, be safe. Okay. Good luck. Mm, thanks, babe. Mm. Bye. See you later, Edge. Oh, Vicky. Can I, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. How, how did you two do it? Do what? You know, how did you two take out Jeff Hardy in that hotel the night before Survivor Series? Chavo, I have told you a thousand times. Edge and I were not involved. Vicky, Vicky, come on. It's me. It's me, Chavo, right? Come on, I'm, we're family. We're familia. Familia sticks together. You Chavo, can tell Chavo. Me. Stop asking all these annoying questions and go fetch my cup of coffee that I asked for five minutes ago. Two sugars. Oh, wait, Chavo, wait. I'm sorry. Look. Make that two Splendas. I'm trying to watch my figure. Oh my God. But you know, Vicky, 
if you two did have something to do with it, I, I promise, I, I wouldn't tell a soul. I promise. Oh, Chavo, that's great, but there's nothing to tell. So, coffee? Please? Now. Edge, uh, Vicky, and Chavo all doing what I can only describe as chillaxing. <laughs> but they're doing, like, the whole, like, TV thing on the couch where they're, like, looking at the TV in yeah. a wrestler ways. Yeah. And the room's kind of, like, dark, but it's... It's like, a casting a couch. Yeah, it's super, it's super weird. And Edge and Vicky... Edge, Vicky's turning her neck brace for when Edge is, like, monged her. Yeah! <laughs> but, Do you remember Edge beat the shit yeah. out of her? But they're, like, totally in love, and Chavo's giving them the side-eye. And I'm like, because I haven't watched the Raws or SmackDown, so I'm like, oh, Chavo must just be fucking like, hey, Vicky, why are you back with Edge? Like, yeah, Edge just killed no. me. And then Edge is like, hey, baby, i got to go for my match. And she's like, oh, be careful. And Chavo, he leaves, and Chavo leans in, and he's like, hey, Vicky, how did you two do it? And she's like, do what? And he's like, throw Jeff Hardy down the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, Chavo, we didn't do it. And so that's the reason he's looking annoyed at them, because they won't let him in on them throwing Jeff Hardy down the stairwell, which they didn't do. There are there are a couple of things wrong with this. First of all, I thought he was going to be like, how did you guys save your marriage? Yeah, no. Yeah, because he was like, hey, hey, Vicky, how'd you do it? Yeah. And I was like, uh, is she going to say learn to love Edge again or something? <laughs> learn like, to no, love that. How did you throw Jeff down the stairwell? Second of all, how... Chavo just seems baffled at the prospect of someone throwing someone down some <laughs> stairs. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's pretty easy, Chavo. Like, Chavo just sees a spot from an indie promotion where someone gets thrown down some stairs. like, fucking Jesus, he's dead. <laughs> Six-star match. And so it's, it's weird because he's like, okay, Vicky, it's like after she says we didn't do it, he's like, Vicky, it's me. I understand that you don't want to tell me, but just know that I'm here for you and you can tell me anything. And she's like, Chavo, there's nothing to tell. So get me my damn coffee. (laughs) She, first of all, she asks for a coffee with two sugars. And I wrote here, if if you need two sugars in your coffee, you don't like coffee. No, but then the best bit is she's like, two sugars. And and he's like, two sugars? And she's like, yeah, because I'm watching my figure no, no then she she brings him back and she goes actually chavo can i please have two splendors i'm watching my figure and she does like she she does can't see, she's doing hand gestures she makes like the hourglass <laughs> <laughs> oh it's something that can only be done justice by watching it and it's then hilarious. and then chavo's still trying to be like i love you vicky man yeah like, whatever. and, and like, then she's like coffee get, get my damn coffee no, she literally goes Coffee! Please! <laughs> now! Fucking beautiful. And up next... The best part of any show... The Return! Because there wasn't one... Wasn't at, there? There wasn't one at Survivor Series. Oh, fuck. The Return of the Dreaded Mobile Boys! Who do you... It's in all, like... Like, the question is... all Like, the font is capitals, but this bit is, like, the font sized up, so it's, like, who... Do you <laughs> think attack Jeff Hardy in his hotel before Survivor Series? Is it Edge, 
Triple H, Big Cos, or the mysterious one? Other. other. Oh, fuck. And you know that the reason they put other in there is because someone else did it. They would never say that otherwise. It was other. It was other. Yeah. If we haven't spotted enough already, we won't spoil again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it comes to... Fr- yeah, no, next pay-per-view, it comes to... Like, yes, yeah, it yes. does. I have seen it, and I came so hard. Like, fucking oath. All right, we've, All right. Back we've to got the another fucking backstage segment, another contender for the greatest backstage segment in history. So he's hanging out backstage, just chillaxing, yeah. and Hornsaw comes up and sexually assaults her. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to, like, look under her dress yeah. and shit, and Finley's just there like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's no. like, oh, sorry, Eve. Like, sorry. And so... She's like, oh, don't worry, just kids, it's fine, that's all. And she goes to walk away, and he's got, like, this inflatable hammer, and she just, like, smashes her on the ass with it. See, can I just, can I just point out, I heard this on another podcast, and I didn't, I think it was the Attitude Era podcast, I didn't realise how fucked up it was till they mentioned it. Hornswoggle, through the entire storyline, is portrayed as a child. Yep. He is not a child. Yeah. He is an adult man who is a midget. Yeah. So they just have a very obviously 30-year-old midget <laughs> dressed in a leprechaun costume pretending to be a disabled child who, like, who's, like has a weird sex drive. <laughs> I don't think he's, like, disabled. I think, like, it's, like... Some... He can't talk and he just goes, fun! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they're going, at this point in time... They've gone to like a more supernatural, like he's a literal leprechaun. Yeah, but Eve's like, oh, kids, don't worry about it. And I'm like, first of all, he's not a kid. Second of all, kids that don't do that. Yeah, no, but I think they've gone for the he's a leprechaun angle at this point, right? Yeah, but like, if have you ever watched the movie Leprechaun? No. The leprechaun who is the monster in that movie is, does not act like a child. He acts like a fucking idiot. And he <laughs> talks as well. He goes like, she's like the chick in the movie's like, oh, what are you? And he's like... Well, I'm a leprechaun, my dearie. <laughs> no, but if you saw a leprechaun, you'd probably oh, that's a nice little kid in dress-up, right? <laughs> yeah, you would. Unless you had, like, a... I don't even know. I'd be like... No, I, I I'd can... I'd be like, fucking, what, what? Why is this can, midget dressed as a leprechaun? I can buy that he is, like, a leprechaun and his behaviour is deemed excusable under the he's a kid guy. I'd go, I'd go up to the, the fucking leprechaun and be like, yo, dude... Also, because who, Finley's not... Like, old enough to have a 30-year-old son. No! No, It's it's a child... No, but the gimmick is... Hornswoggle is his son. Yeah, I know, exactly. So, in the storyline, he's only old enough to have, like, a little kid, right? So they're portraying a midget as a child. Yeah, but he's also a leprechaun. (laughs) He's a child leprechaun. Who did Horn... Who did Funley fuck to, like... For her to give birth to a leprechaun? No, it's a normal chick, right? But he's got the Irish magic... Is that what happens with Irish people? Yeah, well, in the universe. Alright, Irish people write in. If yeah, no, ever, there's like, like, there's like a, a check and there's then, like, like, a, in the WWE, like, kayfabe, there's like a 0.5% chance that if an Irish man has a kid, it's gonna come out a <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> My favourite, this is, this is another podcast reference, they were like, worst leprechaun gimmicks, and they talked about Hornswoggle, some dude in WCW, and then he just goes... Seamus. <laughs> and they're like, wait, is he a, is he a leprechaun? And they're like, well, he's like a six foot leprechaun because he's all like, oh, dear. <laughs> I reckon. Anyway, so the point of this is 
that uh, Finley's like, because Finley is engaged in a Belfast street brawl tonight with Mark Henry. Oh, and so nice. the thing is that um, he doesn't want Hornswoggle to come out to ringside because it's going to be too dangerous. Because, because he's going to touch Lillian Garcia's butt. <laughs> they had a tag match um, the week before. It was Finley and Hornswoggle versus Tony Atlas and Mark Henry. Tony Atlas got in the ring and wrestled. I and wanted so, to die. And it was shades of uh, the previous Smack Smackdown? Smackdown? I don't know. The, oh, no, yeah, Smackdown, where Carl um, uh, Anderson took the Kinshasa for AJ Styles. Oh, it was, yeah. Um, You're dating this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> it was... Uh, Finley taking the, like, fin- uh, Mark Henry was going to give, like, his big splash to Hornswoggle, which would have killed him, but Finley, like, took the bullet instead, and so he was, like, scared for Hornswoggle in the street brawl, so he's like, Hornswoggle, don't come out, because Tony Atlas will be there as well. Tony Atlas will beat the fuck out of you oh, and, like, Tony rip Atlas. your gimmicks to shreds. That's my gimmick, Tony Atlas fanboy. <laughs> I hate Tony Atlas. Like, I, I don't hate Tony Atlas, but in this... In this, like, manager role, he's... I think he's alright. No, he's shit. No, but have you've only seen him on pay-per-views, right? You don't see him from week to week. No, I've seen him a couple times. No, it's like if you only watched, uh, like, pay-per-views where Brock appeared, but you didn't see him... You didn't see, like, Paul Heyman speak on Raw. You just saw Paul Heyman at ringside being this kind of bold, fat guy yelling. I saw a fucking segment on ECW called The Abraham Washington Show, <laughs> where Tony Atlas, at the end, literally just went... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not him right now. Abraham Washington Show isn't for ages. It's fucking... I know, but... Yeah, I no, but we're talking like... about, like, 2008. Okay, so what... Okay, so give me in kayfabe. Why is Tony Atlas managing Mark Henry? Why does Mark Henry need a manager, and why is it Tony Atlas? Well, Mark Henry, it's the Brock Lesnar. Why does Brock Lesnar need a manager? Because Paul Heyman, like, like, because Brock Lesnar's a dumbass. He doesn't know how. Mark like, Henry's a dumbass. No, he he's not. He had a kid with Mae Young, and it was a hand. <laughs> Mark Henry's the biggest dumbass of all time. You know, what? he's literally in the past. He, he, like, he had the Punjabi Playboy gimmick, but he just got out of it. But Cully never got out of it. He had the same gimmick. You know what? You're right. You got me. Yeah, no, it's the I same can, shit. I can understand it. I don't Tony Atlas is his. Is I don't, Mark Henry's Paul Heyman. I don't like it, but I understand it. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> Up next, a good part of the show. What is it? It's. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good parts of this show. No, this match was fucking great. Oh, it's... yeah. So they had a intercontinental tournament going on yes. for William Regal's intercontinental title because William Regal asked the manager of... Asked uh, Stephanie McMahon, he's like... Um, is she the... Yeah, because Adam Lee got resigned, oh, yeah, remember? that's right. I was like, I was like, is it Adam Lee or did he get fired? He, so, got, he got resigned. Yeah. So, so, so he's he like, was like, I want a worthy opponent for my intercontinental title. Yeah. So she set up like an eight-man tournament and the finals came down to uh ray mysterio where's he gonna go and CM punk <laughs> this fucking tournament's actually been solid my favorite part about this actually was them going over how the night before kofi because kofi kingston and oh, CM punk have been the title carny bullshit. <laughs> they lost the titles on a house show in ontario so ladies and gentlemen Fucking Priceless lost the tag team titles to CM Punk and Kofi Kingston, who lost the tag team titles to John Morrison and The Miz, 
And all of this happened off pay-per-view. So we don't have to fucking cover it! <laughs> yes! John so Morrison and Miz new tag Nothing happens tags. with the tag titles. Like, the tag titles... Right, so the first... the At the Great American Bash, right? We saw uh, La Familia win it. Mm. And then they drop it off pay-per-view. And then they aren't... The tag titles aren't seen again until... Uh, WrestleMania 25. Yeah, Carlito Those, and Primo like have just the, been purely backstage yeah, segments. Like the world tag titles. I don't know. At this point in time, I can't differentiate which the one. World, the world, the world tag titles are the Raw ones. And the last time they were seen was Cyber Sunday. A tag title match was one of the matches yeah, that you could the, vote on that didn't get voted on. Yeah, and Legacy didn't drop the tag titles on pay-per-view. No, they dropped it on a Raw to Punky and Kingston. they didn't... They did, did they win them on... Who did they win them from? Uh, Legacy Priceless have hold, have held the belt since we started. Yeah, exactly. So the tag titles just literally. Oh no! I remember. I suddenly remember because <laughs> it's the greatest match ever. What is it? Okay, so Cody Rhodes had already debuted as a face, teaming with Hardcore Holly, oh, shoot, and yeah. was like, and and they won the tag titles, and then Ted DiBiase is like, yeah. I'm gonna challenge you with my mystery partner, <laughs> and they're like, fine, and then they get in the ring to defend the titles, and then fucking. Hardcore's like, well, who is he? And Cody just DDTs him. It's like, oh, swerve. So Cody Rhodes beat Cody Rhodes for the tag team titles. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Anyway, so, so Basically, the tag titles have been seen on TV in some segments, but literally they don't get even defended or seen until WrestleMania 25 on the pre-show. Oh, I'm going to cover the <laughs> shit out of that match when it happens. Which is actually the unification match. Yeah, that's that's responsible for the lineage of the Raw Tag Team titles. Yeah. Fucking love it. <laughs> but not the SmackDown ones. No, the SmackDown they ones... Couldn't possib- Heath, Heath Slater and Rhino are responsible for they the lineage. They, they couldn't possibly just split some tag titles out of the Raw Tag titles. They had to make fresh ones. I don't know why they did that. Like the current... Women's Championship. I don't think shares the lineage of the old Women's Championship. No, the first because they just ended it when the Divas title. The, the lineage, the the lineage of the SmackDown Women's Championship has first champion Becky Lynch, <laughs> and then <laughs> I think the Raw Women's title started with Charlotte because they didn't bring back the old one. No, but they it has the lineage of the Divas title. No, because they were like, it's for the new title. When they had their WrestleMania match for the women's title. Yeah, but isn't it the same lineage? No, because like the, the match was like, it was a triple threat. So the, fir- so the current women's champions are deemed to, like, don't have the lineage past, like, Charlotte and Becky Lynch. I haven't checked WWE.com in the last 50 years, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll Let's... do some fact-checking, but as we go on... This is a great match, it, no, with only right, some back to Ray versus Punk, alright? Oh, so fuck This yeah. is actually really good. So, William Regal comes out first. And I'm like, why is William Regal coming out? Because I haven't announced it's like for the tag tournament yet. But he for walks tag out tournament. and he's got he's got his title and his like weird mistress thing. Layla. Going on Layla. Um, and he's got a throne around, so which I think is pretty cool. But yeah, um, so but yeah, but yeah, so that's just all that Regal does. He kind of stands there and nice, nicely. Can I, can I talk about William Regal on Raw as of recently? Well, sure there's there like a thing where... Because he asked for the tournament to happen. And they and so he's been like commentating on some matches. But they've also had Pat Patterson commentating on some matches. Okay. Because 
because this kind of coincided with the release of the Best of the IC title DVD, right? Yep. So they're trying to like portray it as a more serious title. That's why they got it off Santino. They put it on Regal. And so he's commentating, and they're like, oh, who would you like to win the tournament? And fucking Jack just jump scared me. He just, for no reason, he just showed me a picture of Moolah on yeah, his no, phone. It's, it's like the zombie Moolah. <laughs> Fuck off. And so Regal is, with, like, without, like, a second of hesitation, whenever he's asked, he's like, I want to face CM Punk because I think CM Punk is one of the best and I want to beat the best. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's neat. Um, so fact checking back to the women's thing. Mm. You are correct. The Raw and women, the Raw and SmackDown Championship okay. only have lineage back to 2016. Facts with Jack. <laughs> facts, facts with, with Jack. Jack. Fuck his dad. It's <laughs> facts with Jack. So the so they've got the women's championship which ended in 2010. The Divas Championship, which started in 08 and ended in 2016, fucking kill me. <laughs> and I can't. I didn't know that the Divas Championship was its own thing for that long. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because like they because the Divas, the Divas the title, only title. Yeah, yeah, because they had because we get to lay cool the greatest women's act in. No, history. but lay cool had the uh, women's title. Yeah, no, 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 because the, they split it. Oh yeah, they but then, come, they, but then the, they no no no. But I'm pretty sure they cool like got the um they had like the unification match and they won it. Yeah yeah yeah. But I didn't I didn't think it was like 2010. I don't know. That's all. Because I that's when brand split women's wrestling died in the ass. <sighs> yeah. Did I you, thought that the local thing where they literally split the women's title was pretty cool. They had like two two pieces of like the title and uh, put it together. Ever, everyone was like on the internet at that time was like, oh, it's disrespectful to the oh, lineage uh, of the women's title. I'm like, Katie Vick was disrespectful to the lineage of the women's title. Katie Vick was disrespectful to the lineage of women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you notice, Drew, back to this match, there's like a weird bit where like, one dude in the crowd is like chanting something very loudly. Yeah, and no, the he yells, uh, I actually got it. He yells, this is boring. And the rest of the crowd just goes, no. Oh. And that happens like five times. CM Punk had a big night this past Monday night on Raw. He won the Slammy Award for the Oh My God moment. Yes, he did. But, you know, you, you can't help but think. And you, you have to know that losing the World Tag Team titles has to be on his mind. This fucking arsehole, he wants flippy shit. This match was great. In the entrances, though, so Ray comes out and it's so cool or whatever. Booyaka. But we do Punk's entrance and he goes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he gets to the st- top of the stage and he kind of does the point at his watch thing. And then it cuts, like, as soon as he starts doing that, it cuts, like, to him at the bottom of the ramp. And the music cut forward, so they just cut, like, ten seconds out of his entrance. Are you sure that wasn't your internet? No, I'm fully sure it wasn't my internet, because I went back and watched it. I was like, what's up here? So, there's, like, ten seconds where some shit went down, probably in the crowd, someone yelling racial slurs. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, like, Punk got his dick out or something. No, because they edit stuff all the time. Like, they edited the Mickey James thing out of her match with, oh, Tr- yeah. with Trish Stratus. Um, no, but I, I didn't notice it. Maybe no, it happened and I just didn't notice I was like, it. I was like, what? And then... Yeah, no, Maybe I, I just, I just thought it was attention. interesting. Well, we are watching the network feed to give you a bit of a look behind the scenes. Yeah, well, we didn't definitely didn't go and buy Armageddon 08. <laughs> I have a bunch of DVDs. I had Unforgiven Ar- 08, one of them. Unforgiven 08 is. I know Unforgiven is. It's yeah, your favourite pay-per-view. Boy, 
Cruz. All right. So, um, any like cool spots you want to like? Um, about like halfway through, they do this spot where, um, it's a pretty normal spot, but they're running the ropes, and then Punk's like standing against the ropes on the commentator side of the ring, and Ray runs at him, and then Punk like lifts Ray up over, and he falls to the outside. But it looked really brutal because Ray's so short. I know. <laughs> and so he like lifts him up, and then Ray tries to stick the landing, but he falls on his ass, and it looks like. People get paralyzed from that shit, man. That, he gets a surgery in his knee <laughs> just because of that. But he, the funny thing is, he lands at William Regal's like feet while he's sitting on his throne. And William Regal just puts his hand up like, Ah, uh, wasn't me. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> uh, my favorite spot of this match was um, Ray hits a moonsault like, and then for like a two count, and then Jerry Lawler just out of nowhere the drugs kicks in and Lawler goes, <laughs> Oh, that was so pretty. Oh, that's so pretty! <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jerry dropping acid before he'd show. I literally have the timestamp for this so I can splice it in. And I want that to be like a normal, like, that's our, oh, that's pretty move of the night. Oh, man. So, it's funny. just a very good, like, mesh of styles, because you have Punk's <laughs> technical submission stuff, and you have Ray's flippy shit. It's very cool. Yeah, like, we, a lot of times when we ha- I have to cover bad matches, we're just like, like, nothing happened. Like, it, like literally, it's just, like, running ropes and headlocks and that sort of thing, but nothing happens. But in this one, I mean, it's just, like, a lot of good shit, you know? Mm. There's, like, a great spot where, like, Punk has him in, like, a Fujiwara armbar, and then uh, Ray escapes, and then hits, like, a fucking head scissors spin around into yeah. a fucking Fujiwara. Yeah, that was really cool. And I was like, holy shit. They, yeah, they do just, like, a lot of athletic shit. Even just on the mat, like, athletic mat wrestling as opposed to, like, jumping off stuff. Mm. And the entire cool. time, Regal is at ringside looking like he's going to jizz a gasket <laughs> at this match. Because he knows he can't do any of this. Oh, he can do good shit, not this oh, shit. I don't think he can do this shit. <laughs> Oh, there's like there's so much good shit. Even the fucking. Do you, do you want to like talk about the finishing sequence yeah. or the finish? Oh, the, I really like the finishing sequence. So they keep teasing, teasing finishes. So they get mm. so Ray drops Punk onto the middle rope. I wonder why do people never drop anyone onto the middle rope anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, dropping <laughs> the middle rope was good enough. <laughs> So Ray goes to the six on eight and he's like, Is Buffalo, New York about to have a new area code? <laughs> and then uh, Punk gets out of the way and Ray's like kind of disoriented. And then I think uh, Punk picks him up for like the GTS and Ray's like, Oh no, let me out of this one. So he like chucks him up for the GTS, but then mm. Ray gets like a Hurricane Rana, but they're too far away from like <laughs> the side rope to set up for a six on nine. So Punk gets like Hurricane rana and he like flips over onto the mat and then he does another flip like by himself to get onto the middle row. Fucking love CM Punk <laughs> so much. And so uh, Ray goes to the six on nine again and this time he connects, but when he goes to the West Coast pop, like he oh, just... He goes for like a splash. Oh yeah, yeah, for the splash. Isn't it? Yeah, no, the, the West Coast pop is, is the one from the turnbuckle. Okay, yeah. Is the center. Um, is the balls. He goes to like the splash thing he does. And then Punk just like does the Undertaker sit up. Yeah. <laughs> and Punk's like, Ugh. But then fucking Ray gets him with the classic Triple H, I'm gonna bury you, Pen. Yeah, no, that was hilarious. So 
That's yeah. That's what happened to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Punk just kind of like slides over onto him, but Ray like does the weird roll up thing, but not really crucifix. Crucifix pin. Yeah, that's a kick out. And then Punk hits a GTS that looks like it breaks Rey Mysterio's fucking face. Yeah. Um, What does he do? Oh, he does like the um, flippy shit out of the corner, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. I thought. um, Was that that much? I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's this match. Um, He, like, he's stood in the. I know, I don't know if this is that much. I don't know. I I literally just have wrote flippy shit in the corner. Alright, I think it's this... I think it's this match, here. Yeah. So, um... That Ray's, like, stood on top of Punk in the corner, doing, like, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten punches. And then Punk, like, kind of picks him up in, like, an Alpine Slam position. I th- Alpine Slam? Alabama Slam? Alabama Slam. Alabama. I, I don't think this is the match, anyway. I might no, I think, you're, I think you're completely wrong. Yeah, alright, you go. Uh, I just I remember, can't remember what match I was watching then. All right, you go. I just remember Ray goes for flippy shit out of the corner. Punk hits the GTS that looks like it breaks Mysterio's nose. Yeah, no, it actually does. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah, it does. Because you can see afterwards he's bleeding. Yeah, I didn't know if it was broken. I, thought I think it... it has to be broken to be bleeding, right? But my nose bleeds all the time. No, I'm with <laughs> hot girls. <laughs> <laughs> you should tell that story. Not tell us. <laughs> There's a little story that I'm not going to oh, be telling on the podcast. I know which match that was. All right, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm wrong on the Alpine Alabama. Is I, the Alpine Slam a thing? I swear it's a no, thing. No, I've never I've, heard of I've, an Alpine Slam. I remember Matt Strucker calling a Cody Rhodes match, and he does an Alpine Slam. No, he did an Alabama Slam. Okay. All right, well, I'll, I'll call it an Alpine get... Slam. Anyway, yeah, no, that was the wrong match. <laughs> so I do flippy shit in the corner, I guess. And anyway, so the thing I was impressed about this finishing GTS is how much airtime Ray gets. Because Punk like, really throws him up there. I don't know if he was underestimated how light Ray was or something. But no, he like clears Punk's head. Mm. I think that's one of the things that um, caused the broken nose. Because by the time... Ray comes down from so much airtime, Punk's knee is, like, already, like, up. Mm. So he just kind of, like, smashes his face on Punk's knee. And the one, two, three pin. And afterwards, it's really obvious that Ray's, like, face is fucked up. And Punk's... They're doing all this, like... Huggy Sportsmanship shit. stuff. Give uh, me a hug. Shake hands. And then Punk's like, are you okay, bro? And then everyone's, like, clapping for each other. And Regal's clapping on the outside. And Punk's clapping for Ray. And Ray's just shoving a <laughs> towel up his yeah, nose. and Ray's just, like, rolling out of the room with blood. Please help my nose. Is this, like... Alright, so we're in the PGR, right? We've done seven shows. I'm pretty sure, like, six out of the seven have had blood in them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the only... We, we talked about this on one of them, but I think... Oh, did Survivor Series have blood? I think that was the one that we... That didn't. Because most of the blood's been Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking earth. But yeah, this is another blood in the PGR. I, um... I wrote here that, uh... Punk is also <clears throat> bleeding from the top of his nose... And, um... It's probably just raised blood from hugging. Probably, actually. <laughs> and then Regal looks super pervy with Layla. Yeah. I would be pervy with Layla, too. She's banging. 
Well then, my nose has just started bleeding. <laughs> so, great 12-minute contest. It seemed a lot longer, but it was, like, really solid. Like I'm starting to feel more and more like Jerry Lawler as time goes on. <laughs> you are the Jerry Lawler to my Jim Ross. Oh, no, I just had a stroke. While you are also <laughs> having a, a heart stroke. Attack. No, he had a heart attack. Yeah, but he was having a stroke. Oh, I mean... Oh, did you hear recently Lawler had a... Had, had a actual... heart attack while he was banging a chin. He had a stroke. Stroke. Did he have a stroke? I, I never know what the difference is. But... Stroke is um face numbness brain thing. Yeah, okay. like um great jury. He was just talking about it on his podcast. He was like, oh, I was banging my wife, who's twenty years younger than me, <laughs> and then like we get up and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with your face? <laughs> And, appa- and apparently the doctors were like, you could never recover from this. And then he just recovered in a yeah. few days and did the Hall of Fame. And yeah. like, shit in Christ, Laura. You fucking legend. And no one knew till like a week after WrestleMania. I know. <laughs> fucking madman. Uh, anyway, so we transition. Backstage, we've got Creepy Jeff in the dark. He has uh, fully embraced the demonic world of drugs. <laughs> I got involved in the demonic atmosphere of drugs. And alcohol. <laughs> We've embraced the demonic <laughs> world of alcohol. So he's talking about all these, like, screw-ups and stuff. And how he's, like, failed to win the title. And then he was talking about how he's not human. And he's like, I think everyone is afraid to talk to me to see my point of view. Because then they might see a little bit of human in me. And that <laughs> would scare you all. He's literally just like, now... I don't think it's the Earth is like, flat, but there's a lot of evidence to suggest the Earth is like flat. It's like full in the charismatic enigma, like persona. It's really wild. It's fucking weird as shit. It is. He like did a couple of tabs of acid with Jerry Lawler before the show. I think it's like Demon Finn Balor. The point is that regular Jeff can get oh spoilers for what happens later. Oh. Regular Jeff can't get the job done, but face painted up enigma Jeff can. I don't. Know. I can get it, but like with. With, like, Finn, it's always been like, oh, there's there's an inner demon to everyone. Yeah. He hasn't been the demon for, like, a year. I know. Which is, like, I like it. I like them getting away I from it. I think he should have been at WrestleMania, but he wasn't no, going to win at WrestleMania. Yeah, if he's not going to win, he shouldn't be the demon. He's but, lost once as a demon. Uh, once in NXT. Yeah. Well, it still counts. It's developmental. Fuck off. Oscar Street counted. Yeah, well, it's different. If, uh, if NXT didn't count, then Oscar Street was like 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're making me sad. <laughs> but, like, the, the Finn, like, thing has always been... John, John Cena's had longer streaks than that. <laughs> I've had longer streaks in my underwear. Fucking hell. <laughs> like, the Finn Balor thing has always been that there's a demon inside all of us, and with the paint, Finn... Finds a way to like tap so into wanky. it. wanky. Is it as wanky as Jeff Hardy just being, I took a lot of fucking drugs? It's not wanky, it's just a he, took No, a lot he of took drugs. his wanky drugs. He <laughs> took his like fucking rich people drugs and was just like, now nah, guys, my artistic brain cannot be comprehended. <laughs> He's mad. <laughs> Great Australian reference. Alright. Up next is a fucking. Half an hour long promo. <laughs> HBK is HB Rogue. <laughs> oh no. HB Shizzle can't even afford his chains. <laughs> so oh. we hear. <laughs> Why 
one beer is enough for you. <laughs> That's JBL's thing, is it if he didn't get it? Oh, I'm sure our listeners didn't get it, and I'm sure I don't get it in the future I'm editing it underneath your singing. Did you get it? Yes! yes. <laughs> fucking drunk. Thank God JBL is not wrestling tonight. He's not, he's in a suit, so we don't have to look at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes out to the ring and he's like, um, cause they flash back to the previous Raw and, um, I can't remember how it starts. Who gets he's, into the ring first? I don't know. I just remember it was JBL being like, Michael, I made HBK a business offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, no, he, he has to accept, he said. He wasn't getting his godfather shit. <laughs> I'm giving you a thing. So he was like... The HBK and JBL were in the ring on the previous Raw, and JBL was like, I know your ass is broke, Sean, so I'll make you an offer you've got to accept. Um, I'll, like, give you a job working for me, uh, but I'll also give you a free shot at my face with Sweet Chin Music, And but if you, you've got to, like, choose one or the other, oh. and Sean pushes out and walks away from the ring, so he takes the job offer, obviously. Um. This, like, when you first described this storyline to me, I, my first thought was, holy shit, this is great fucking garbage. <laughs> but, no, it's good. No, this promo was excellent, because, like, HBK eventually comes out, yeah. and, like, JBL has... Well, yeah, he actually, he introduced, JBL's, like, talking about how, like, he was, he was so smart with his money and invested in gold and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the know. way, this is... Listeners, this... please write in. I don't know if investing in gold is the way to go. This is this is right after the um, the financial crisis. Yeah, and, so, no, it's like great he... during it. Oh, yeah, and he, like, invested in Alex Jones products and Jeff Jarrett's Global Force <laughs> Gold. Uh, and it's like, introducing my newest employee <laughs> this is hilarious introducing my newest employee Sean Michaels and the ha, 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 and then Sean comes out Sean comes out but Jerry Lawler's like did did he just say his newest associate did Sean take the offer and then Cole's like uh nah. King I'm pretty sure he, he said employee. employee and King's like wait employee I'm pretty sure there's, oh my a, God. there's a big difference between associate and employee. And I don't know what. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's just like, there was like a minute of King just not listening. Have you ever like seen a show where Lola's commentary has been like above average? Every show. This, this, this one where he's, he's just not paying attention. <laughs> oh, employee! <laughs> it's a part of a show where he pays attention, alright? Oh, fuck. But HBK, like, comes out and he's fucking... Oh, have you looked what he... He comes out and he's dressed... I have it, I have it written down here. A good friend, um, bleeping out the name. <laughs> would appreciate his business casual <laughs> He would. He comes he's out. bleeping out the name. <laughs> He comes out. Can, we, can I just say his name? Let's have to believe it a lot. I will just <laughs> delete you. <laughs> Fuck you, you know. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to delete. No, that that's well. not. That's not close, even. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. I'm still gonna have to bleep out the previous two. <laughs> So he comes out a shit. So he's got like a a shit brown shirt, a gold chain, leather jacket, off white suit pants. No, he's wearing Oxford's. So is business he, cowboys boots. Is he? Yeah. 
ew, and he still comes out to, uh, uh, and he kind of uh, looks depressed at the crowd. I mean, and he just yeah, it's like twenty minutes of him saying how like going through his career and saying back when I got money in my twenties, I just bought like houses and cars and bikes and shit. He and, forgot to mention the cocaine. Yeah, and gave all my friends a handout. And then in his 30s, he started to get into a lot. And this is interesting. I'm not sure if this is true, but in storyline, he says he paid for like all of his surgeries because he didn't want to be beholden to a man or a company. <coughs> Vince, <coughs> WWE. I think, I think he paid for all of his surgeries because wrestlers don't have medical insurance. Oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Vince would have paid for Shawn Michael circa Only if he blew him and Shawn was like, nah, I love Jesus. Nah, man. he would have definitely paid for Shawn Michael's circa 1998. That's yeah. true. Vince... No, it's like if... Fucking Braun... All right, Braun Strowman gets injured. He doesn't have that much money because he's pretty new. Like, it's not like John Cena gets injured. Braun Strowman blows, like, his back out and he needs back surgery. Vince is paying the fuck for that shit. Well, it's also like Sean and Vince were, like, really, really close friends. Yeah. Like, so like to the point... Braun's, like... Oh, close with Vince. Ex- yeah. Except for the time he got yelled at for saying title Yeah, shot. but he's, like, a big Braun... He's, like, a Vince creation... Well, like, there's the whole thing with Vince where the rumour is that he had a gay relationship with Sean. That doesn't sound accurate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there and seeing how much of it I'm pretty sticks. sure... <laughs> pretty sure uh, Sean wouldn't be down for that. Hey, this is pre-Jesus, Sean, so you don't know. Yeah. yeah no. Alright. I'm going to ask Mick Foley when we go to see his oh, speaking yeah, tour. <laughs> I like you're not dating it. <laughs> Well, we're probably going to do, like, a July review. July 17, come to our show that's a Mick Volley show. Yeah, we're going to do a live podcast during his show. No, we're going to do a podcast afterwards, and it's going to be great. Oh, maybe Mick Volley will come on our podcast. No, he won't. He will. No. He, he, he leaves the next day, so we'll do it that night. Okay, first of all... Can we ask him? First of all, no, we can't ask Mick, him. Mick, come to our podcast. No. How many viewers will we get? We get so many of viewers, listeners... You fucking drunk. <laughs> Do you not realize how marky and cunty it'd be? Like, hey, Mick, we got VIP tickets. Come on our podcast. Wait, what are you going to get signed by Mick Foley? All right, I've already told Jack this, but I actually found out a better place. I'm going to do it, like, around the uh, end of my, like, the yeah, side of my leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Side of my leg, I'm going to get, like, permo, and then I'm going to get that tattooed over, probably. Nice. That's that's my plan at this point. Decide against the forehead. Hey guys, you know Mick Foley's the biggest fan? Don't look at me. Uh, maybe you should get like a Hell in a Cell tattooed on your like, stomach. I might as well get cunt tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit different, but alright. I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same. So like, Sean Mike was also talking about how like now with his money, he was like giving money to his church. And I'm like, God don't owe you shit, man. Yeah. God like just God. giving money to my charities that I believe in and shit. God lost to Vince McMahon. Fuck <laughs> Um, but I really liked the, um, like, because at first you think it's going to be like, um, you think it's going to be like, oh, I'm broke now. But the story wasn't that he was broke. It was that he was like broke-ish. And he, while he's still earning money... He's lost his retirement savings. Yeah, because he was like, I don't know how many more years I'm doing yeah. this or, yeah. And so so he's like, why wouldn't you accept? So, like, that actually makes sense. And I thought it was a... This is a really good storyline. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, he, Sean, I really thought it was cool when Sean was like, I don't want to... I don't want them to say, like, there's HBK bagging groceries. 
oh, there's HBK limping into a high school gym to do a wrestling show. He's he, just, he's he just shit-talking quick, Terry he, Funk. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a wrestling tragedy. Oh, I was like, damn. Wrestling. I feel like it's more wrestling tragedy to just die. <laughs> like, I feel like when people, when, like, you say wrestling tragedy before, like, someone says, like, Heidenreich, someone will be like, ah. Draws. No, he's still it's alive. A tragedy. He's alive and he's making... I didn't say he wasn't alive. I just think it's a tragedy. Oh, of course it's a fucking tragedy. Well, then what's the problem? I, I feel like it's probably worse to be an Owen Hart type of situation. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, no, I think it's... I think... I don't think Owen Hart's a wrestling tragedy. He fucking died. Yeah, I know. But when you think wrestling tragedy... All right, Benoit like, then. No, oh. it... Oh, yeah, Benoit. <laughs> it's like the business breaking someone, don't you think? Like, I think that... Like, Virgil kind of is a wrestling tragedy. <laughs> Virgil's making Terry loads of money. On the convention circuit. Terry Funk... Terry actually, Funk is a wrestling tragedy. Well, actually, with Terry Funk, I've, I looked it up. He he isn't broke. He has a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, he like... He just fucking loves it. <laughs> but the fact that he had to re- he had to wrestle for someone before he, like, got the money, I think... I think that's a wrestling tragedy. I don't right, know. What about Guerrero? That's more of a wrestling... I'd say that's more yeah. of a wrestling tragedy. Yeah, I think a wrestling tragedy is when the business, like, breaks someone. Mm. You don't necessarily have to die. I don't think Owen Hart's a wrestling tragedy. I think that's a tragedy. I don't think it's, like, a wrestling tragedy. But I completely understand where Sean's coming from. It's like when you see... I don't know who's some old... Like, if... the Heidenreich. Like, uh... Oh, this is gonna be a bad example, but, like, if... Yokozuna, right, was still alive. Imagine Yokozuna still being alive now, and but no one wants to, no big company wants to employ him because of his weight, and so he kind of has to like wrestle local matches. But like, oh, it's Yokozuna, oh, yeah, that is, in like the local. It's very depressing because I actually watched footage of. I like, think uh, Ric Flair is kind of a wrestling tragedy. Yeah, when he was like, because when he like left Especially, WWE yeah, post like post two thousand and eight. Uh, Ric Flair is like a wrestling tragedy. Did you like, did you see like, I remember the first thing he did after he like got released by WWE, he did a world tour with Hulk Hogan. No, it wasn't a world tour. It was was, was just Australia. It was an Australian tour. Oh, and, and I just remember seeing like a, uh, like a picture in like an actual Australian newspaper. And it was fucking, (laughs) it was just Ric Flair bleeding a gush and I'm just like that's kind of depressing <laughs> it's like my one memory of Sunrise back then was Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair being on Sunrise advertising it it's like my one memory of Neighbours is Batista doing a guest spot <laughs> D- did he? yeah he did Holy like a, he did like do you know um Toadfish yeah, from, from Toadie yeah Toadie from yeah, Neighbours and, and he had like his like fat son that's no longer on the show apparently cause I, I caught an episode recently and I was like where the fuck's Toadie's kid and my mum's like Oh, he moved away. And I'm like, why can't they be more dramatic? Why can't they kill off a kid? But, like, there was a bit where... They killed um, off his wife, and then they brought her back, but it wasn't her. I fucking love it. I don't actually watch Neighbours, but I just... I got that from the, uh, like, ads they showed. But there's, like, a bit where, um... Where, like, Toadie's gonna surprise his kid with, like, something very small. And then Toadie's kid, like, sees just... Dave Batista's penis. No, no, but then he just sees Batista just walking around. And Toadie... 
didn't mean for that to happen. Complete coincidence. And then Toadie's kid just goes up to him and starts being like, Oh, Batista! Oh, I'm a Batista! Oh, can you beat this guy? Oh, show me Batista bomb! I need to watch that. <laughs> and, and literally Batista's just there like, Yeah, kid, it's fine! <laughs> and then, like, Toadie comes up to him and he's like, Yeah, thanks for that, man. I didn't know that was going to happen. And Batista's like, so good, man. I'm a father as well. And I'm just like, yeah, you, you treated on your cancer-ridden wife. <laughs> and your daughter does porn. <sighs> yikes. Great father. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Anyways, JR and... T- oh, no, wait. Anyways, backstage Eve's interviewing Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. I got flashbacks to Unforgiven. I thought, like, they were going to punch him. Like, I thought they were going to punch Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Eve's a badass. She oh, yeah, no, we need to finish the JBL bit. Oh, okay. So, Fuck. HBK says that JBL is really repulsive and he doesn't want to do it, and how gross JBL is because he's like, gotta do what I gotta do. Is he like gonna. Shakes JBL's hand and bails. I thought it was like the way you're saying it, it's like he's blowing JBL. Yeah. Like, he's really gross, but I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, he's got me a lot of money. I gotta do it for my family. <laughs> But yeah. Um, um, Alright, so now Eve interviews Randy, but before he can say anything... Oh, your boys! Cody... Why are they my boys? Because you, you're, your impersonation of Manu is the greatest. I can't... What? I've never done was, impersonation was, of Manu. You did, because you were talking about... This is a previous episode. You were talking about how um Manu was like supposed to be like... um. I uh, we you just got our scraps, but he has a lisp. So your impersonation <laughs> oh, no. is oh, no. I remember <laughs> now. <laughs> you just being like, you just got our scraps, Randy. <laughs> oh, I and then know. and then Cody also has a minor lisp because um he's Dusty Rhodes kid. <laughs> Did you know that Cody went through expensive speech therapy to get rid of his lisp? I did not. Cuz Vince was like, "You fucking idiot with your lisp." <laughs> but yeah, what are the, what do they talk about? They So he's like, like you're coming up against Batista. Ooh. You've been finding over who's like in charge of evolution or who was like the future. I and think then, the answer as, was Triple H. As, and Randy's about to say something and he, and then Cody and Manu show up, and then they just jack off Randy for a bit. They're like, look at this man. He's got so many talents. He's obviously the crown jewel of evolution. And he he's is the crown jewel of evolution. <laughs> and he's the, they go like, Batista can never stand up to us because of the talents of the second and third generation wrestlers. Mm-hmm. We grew up around this. This is in our blood. Batista could never stand up to it. And they leave... And Eve looks at Randy, and Randy looks at about to say something, and it just leaves. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. So Randy doesn't say anything. So, like, in case you're confused, because last month they were teasing the dissension. Yeah. Well, that just got dropped. Yeah. And then, the- and then next month you'll be even more confused when Teddy DiBiase returns, yeah. and they're all. Well, like, no, that's how he left, right? What? Ted DiBiase, like. Yeah, that's he left why he's not he got, here right now. He got punted by Randy. Yeah, that's how the dissension stopped, right? No, because he, he punted Ted, and then they were like, "Oh fuck, better not be mad at Randy." No, because then he um he RKO'd Dusty Rhodes, and Cody was like, "Oh, I'll get you." And then he was like, "Ah, it's fine." Oh, I thought it was because no, because then at Survivor Series they were still like grumpy at each other, and then the finish was that was DBRC around in Survivor Series. No, no, because he okay. got he got taken out before Survivor Series, and then okay. um the finish of the Survivor Series match was like, yeah, Randy like let's. Let's him take a Batista bomb and then like 
picks up the squaps. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway, so, mobile so, pole not revealed yet. Yeah. No, they re-advertise it. There are also some footballers all being gay in the. Front oh, this right. is so good. So, uh, it's like a Sunday, right? So they had the NFL on before, and it's in Buffalo, New York. So the Buffalo Bills played today against the New York Jets. In Buffalo, so they get uh, like four of the Buffalo Bills team at like r- ringside, and then as soon as the camera pans on them, they're like giving each other like elbow drops and shit, like they're just <laughs> jumping on each other. Like normally, when they flash to the front row, it's like armed guards and like servicemen and stuff. And they're Fred Durst giving the camera the finger. <laughs> they all look really stoic, but not they get the football players on. They're like like they're like in the seats. And there are people, like, around them to the left and to the right and to the back end. So, it's like, jumping at each other, falling in other people's laps and shit. <laughs> See, I didn't know that the Buffalo Bills was a football team. Yeah. I knew that as... I think that's why they called the dude Buffalo Bill. From, from fucking Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I knew. Yeah, no, that's why they called that guy that. Because of uh. the football team, I think. I'm just getting flashbacks to like Silence of the Lambs, where like one one of the f- like Gronk is, is that just the, standing. With the lotion on the skin. Yeah, 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 that's that dude. And that's then, creepy, man. Oh, there's so many good creepy spots from Silence of the Lambs where um, like where Clarice is walking through like the corridor of the cells, and there's like the prisoners, and a prisoner's just like, oh my hand, my hand. Has she masturbating too much? No, literally, she goes up to him and she's she's like, oh, are you alright? And he just throws cum at her. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, haven't you seen Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I've only seen the lotion on the skin bit. Oh, fucking... And then there's a bit where, uh, where like, a prisoner just, like, goes up to the bars and just goes, like, I can smell your cunt. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking oh. <laughs> anyway, it's better It's better than this match. I don't know, this match is decent. Let's get to our thoughts when we out after we out. Is a Belfast Street Brawl, y'all? Between Fark, Fark Menry and Funly. Alright, I have down here Mark Henry with Tony Atlas <laughs> in capitals. <laughs> the audio! <laughs> Versus Finley and probably Hornswoggle, even though he's told to stay backstage. You fucking love Tony Atlas, don't you? <laughs> Tony Atlas. See, like, I don't like Tony Atlas because the one story I've heard is. Is um in OVW he was there to like, like kind of be like, oh, who's this talent? And he went up to CM Punk and he was like, hey Punk, you should stop wearing your wrist tape. And Punk's like, wait, why? And he goes like, cause it looks like you have two broken arms. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but he was being serious. I did right here. I want Tony Atlas versus Hornswoggle. <laughs> so they did a recap and of the tag match that I mentioned before. They had like a tag team match on ECW. Um, Tony Atlas was looking, to quote my favorite commentator, looking real Jack, looking real Jack, baby. Jack, baby. <laughs> so, no, but he was in like his, like Kurt Angle type. His America shit. pants. Yeah, no. And he was uh, looking jacked. Yeah, Mr. USA over here. Yeah. He can't wrestle a match, but he sure looks jacked. Um, I wrote here, fucking Finley's recorder music. <laughs> Can you give me your best? I can't. Impression? I can't. It's like, nah, I it don't goes, remember the tune. No, wait, that's the Mexican. Just dancing around Hornswoggle. No, Hornswoggle danced around him. And it's like, uh, oh fuck, I don't know what it is. It's literally just the Mexican hat dance played on a recorder for <laughs> Irish. Oh. Uh, 
And I wrote, if it's a... Because, like, Finley comes to the ring, right? Yeah. And it's a no DQ match. But he puts the shillelagh in the corner and doesn't use it immediately. No, but the thing is, like, he's looking at Mark. And Mark is like, put that shit down. And Finley's like, I don't want it. And the rest kind of like, yeah, you should probably put it down. And Finley's like, why? And he's like, I don't know, Mark Henry said. So he <laughs> puts it down and then the ref rings the bell. <laughs> This fucking makes <laughs> enough sense, right? And this I show- love Tony Atlas's like outfit he comes out to the ring with. It's like a dress shirt and pants with a tie, but he's ripped the sleeves of the dress shirt. This is the ideal dress for me to wear to <laughs> his birthday. Ignore the bleep. <laughs> it's the same bleep as before, don't worry about it. Yeah, business cat. Looks- Dude, should we explain the reference? Yeah, alright, um, There was, like, a, a party... This, 18th. Yeah, 18th. 18th. I was 17 at the time, so I didn't get to drink, and, um... Oh, I was sucking. And uh, a buddy of, of ours was like... Well, actually, I didn't get to attend this one. Oh, yeah. No, I attended a different one that was, that was business casual. Yeah, was I attended, so um... Too much business casual. I attended... Is another bleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, like... You don't need to bleep, though. You only gave first name. I'm still bleeping it. Alright. Just to be safe, so... It was like, um, oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> Say his name too much. Um, he was like, um, oh, everyone needs to come to my party in business casual. I, I don't know who showed up in business casual. I did. My, one of our friends, uh, I don't know. Well, you're going hard on the bleeps here, so it doesn't is matter. This, I just tell the full story. Is this, oh, okay, you you, please. Came in like business casual and he was like business casual man. So I was like, I was asking cause I'd never really dressed like business casual before. Like what does it look like? And so like our whole like squad shut up business casual. And then we turned up and all of the party throwers, like cool drama friends, all like wearing jeans and like the cardigans and <laughs> shit. And we're like, oh, oh man, we look like a bunch of nerds. Yeah, They're did. doing drugs off in business casual. No, because I remember this was this one, and he was also like business casual, please. And I didn't give a fuck for that one. I just came in a button-up shirt and jeans. Yeah, I showed up in. Like, wasn't at that party. No, someone showed up in tracksuit pants. I remember. <laughs> oh no, it was. Oh. <laughs> because he had like dirty he's, all these like dress pants like dirty and he didn't have time to clean them fucking scrub <laughs> don't leave your house in tracksuit pants <laughs> let alone to, you can do an 18th in tracksuit pants oh and I just remember being 17 and not being able to drink because it was a bar so I had like six Red Bulls and I was just like why is Red Bull legal <laughs> alright well, oh, that was the shit so um oh what are we up to we're up to the start of the match oh yeah <laughs> I don't even have a shit for the start of the match. Uh, they brawl on the outside, drop toe hold onto an announce table. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Mm. Oh, that's the wrong bit. Yeah, and then they do the they do the no DQ thing of like I'm gonna go under the ring and just pull everything out. Yeah, he and gets everything. Toss out. it into the ring. They did a cool spot. It was like a six one nine setup with Finley on the ropes, and Mark Henry like ran at him, and he just did that thing where you like slide through the ropes to the outside. And like crush the person. Oh yeah, yeah, the I, the big I boss like, man spot. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn. And all the commentators were like, so agile, so quick. So we're back to calling Mark Henry surprisingly quick with good cardiovascular was systems. This, was this? Yeah, it was um striker. That's my favorite meme. <laughs> striker got some great cardiovascular. <laughs> uh, my favorite spot was Finley avoids the fat guy splash. Finley does 
kick his shit, <laughs> and then and then that's when he just pulls the shit out of the ring, like throws a bin in there. Yeah, like, he throws a kendo stick in there, right? And then he's trying. Finley's using trying to use it on Mark, and Mark grabs it, throws Finley over, and just breaks it. What a fucking knee. Mark! Fin- no, but I th- this is hilarious because Todd Todd Grisham's on. Um, Commentary, right? So Mark only breaks the kendo stick across his knee, and Togashin was like, I thought those things were indestructible! <laughs> Ignoring, like, every time in history where they've come apart just from some light thrashings. Yeah. See, I, I was like, why? This happens later with the Shillelagh as well. I was like, why are you breaking it? Why wouldn't you use it unless you're just such a mark for yourself? Like, you come to the ring with a frying pan instead <laughs> of using it, you rip it, and you're like, yeah! yeah. I'm so strong. I'm so swole. But so after that, right, yeah. Hornswoggle comes out and everyone's like, holy shit, Swoggle's out because he's like under the ring or something. And he jumps up to the apron. And then as soon as he gets up to the apron, Mark Henry throws Finley into him and then Swoggle falls down. Mm. And he's like out of commission for a bit. And I'm like, why would you bring him? Like, why would that be the spot then? Because he comes up and now everyone knows Hornswoggle's there. So the element of surprise is lost. Yeah. Why wouldn't you like put him under the ring to start off yeah. the match? That'd be sick. No, but I'm not even talking in kayfabe. I'm talking, like, in real constructing the match. I'm like, why is that the first time we see Hornswoggle? No, no, even even outside of kayfabe, if in between matches, because you've got a bunch of shit going on, yeah. you just put Swoggle under I the ring. I think he and was then the under inter- the ring. What? He was? Yeah, I think... Didn't he run out? No, he didn't run, like... He, like... They were flashing around and suddenly he was there on the apron. So oh, I think okay. he was he either was... under the ring or under the... Yeah, the this was a weird spot. So, anyway, I just... It's, it was an alright sort. I just didn't think that the first time we see Hornswoggle, he should, like, get knocked out. Because now, in kayfabe, Mark knows he's there and everything. You kind of lost the Hornswoggle mm. surprise bit. I don't know. Another favourite spot of the match. Um, I don't know if this was, the, like, what spot this relates to, but I have the timestamp, so I'm going to splice it in, of one of either Matt Stryker or Todd Grisham just going... The robust chest of Mark Henry. The robust chest of Mark Henry. Oh, I think that was... I've got this down too. So Mark, so Finley's standing in the corner and Mark's got a trash can. And Mark puts the trash can in between the both of them. And then he just kind of like grabs the t- turnbuckle on the side and just pushes himself into Finley, like compacting the trash can <laughs> on his chest. So he like uses his chest like trash compact Finley. <laughs> My god, that's so <laughs> robust. Um, fucking... Uh, yeah, I have the... Um, so he gets the shillelagh from the corner, right? No, it's a different one. Because um, that one gets broken. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about the, the bit... Because, like, uh, Henry misses a fucking bonsai drop and then Finley grabs the shillelagh from the corner. Yeah. And then fucking Henry, watermark, breaks it... Who would have thought... That a shillelagh, of all things, would break into two fucking symmetrical pieces. It's amazing. <laughs> and so, yeah, just fucking shit happens. Swoggle comes out. Finley gets No, he up. re-comes out. Uh, he's he's re- already beat up. He re-comes out. Henry grabs the... <laughs> my favourite. Henry grabs the 230-pound steps that bounce when he throws them. And they do, like, the... Oh, it's not a, normally it's a drop toe hold spot, but this time Finley like drop kicks Henry in the knee, and then they do the thing where Henry falls down, his head bounces off the steps, but he totally missed. But mm-hmm. all right, we'll say his head bounces off the steps, and Swoggle comes up, chucks him a second shillelagh, hit him with the like flying shillelagh thump. Dude, it looked it stiff did. as shit. It, did. it was pretty good. You fucking rattled him. Un, deux, trois. And then he Finley beats 
Mark Henry, who has been so dominant for a while. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah, he was the shillelagh. Shillelagh, alright, pound for pound, is the most protected finisher in the history of WWE. He never doesn't pin someone when he uses the shillelagh. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think. It's never happened. I'm trying I can't to th- ever remember. I'm trying to think of a time that it happened, but I don't, well, we're going through the show, so we'll see what happens. No, when Finley loses, it's because he hasn't been. He's because he, Cause he get, misses the shillelagh. Yeah, because he misses the shillelagh. Like it's it's no, it's a really cool like old school gimmick. I remember I read um Jericho's book, and he was talking about how much he loved. There was this old school wrestler in like Germany or somewhere where he just brought like a big bone to the ring. Yeah. And whenever he'd win a match, it'd be because of the bone. And whenever he lost the match, it'd be something to do with the bone. <laughs> so it'd be like, the, you just gimmick it up, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah. So it's cool, yeah. And then fucking Finley, after getting the win, dead <laughs> beat dad, hands fucking hornswoggle, the broken ass yeah. shillelagh. It sounds like a little shillelagh for the leprechaun. And I'm just like, fuck you. If my dad was like, ah, oh, like, oh, I know you're a child and I broke this, so here's half. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. And then we immediately... Here comes my favourite time of the show. Backstage. I am Jerry Lola. With all of the women. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. No Santa Haas. <laughs> Have you divas been naughty or nice this year? No, oh, that's what said the lights to hear, because I brought all the divas presents. Yes. Check in the box. There's a present for each and every one of you. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh. Season greetings, losers. I bet I know what you all would like for Christmas, huh? The Slammy Award for Diva of the Year. Wouldn't that just be nice, huh? Oh, that's right. I just remembered. You all tied for last place as my Glamazon captured it. Gaze at her, Divas. That's the closest you'll ever come. We call her Slamantha. So since we won... I won. The award, we're going to pick the next present. (laughs) I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! holiday season to have a great time but please drink responsibly and whatever you do <clears throat> don't do drugs but what I would encourage you to do is to make sure that you check out my upcoming DVD release Behind Enemy Lines Columbia which comes out January 6th 6th ladies and gentlemen this public service announcement has been brought to you in part no wait in full 
by Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Well, like, diva, diva decorating a Christmas tree. And holy fuck, this is it's hilarious. Charlie Haas no, 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 Santa. It's Santa Claus. And then all the divas like, oh, it's Santa Claus. And then he pulls the bit down and like, no, it's Santa Claus. It's Santa Haas. Oh, and the women are still like, oh, we love that Charlie Haas. Piece. And I'm like, holy shit. So what women were backstage at first? Ah, uh, the Bellas. Gail Kim was there. Was she? Yeah, she was She I think was there. only four of them. Oh, okay. So there was someone else. Bella's girl came in Jillian. We'll just say Jillian. We'll, we'll just say Jillian. Um, fucking enter Glamorella. Yeah. Santino yeah. literally just comes in and goes, Sup, losers. <laughs> so Beth Phoenix won the uh, Slammy for the best female wrestler, I guess, or best diva. Best diva. And then Santino holds it in front of their face and is like, look at our Slammy. We call it Slamantha. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. Um, fucking, and Santino's just... So, yeah, so yeah. they're like, since we won the title, we get to pick the next present. Because they're, they, like, picking out yeah. presents and shit. And so... Because it's Christmas. Yeah. He dips his hand into, like, this gigantic, conveniently human-sized box. <laughs> and he puts his hand in and then suddenly he, like, looks shocked. And then his hand slowly, like, rises up, and the lights, like, go red. And then, of course, he's got his hand on the boogeyman's head. And the boogeyman goes, I'm I'm the the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. And so Santino, like, runs out, and there's, like, a doorway right there. He screams like a woman. And so, but, so he throws open the door to try and run out. It's, like, prime creepo wig gold dust staying under the mistletoe. And I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And so he, like... Freaks the fuck out and sprints the other way. And <laughs> this is my favorite bit. So the lights go normal, and Goldust looks at Boogie and he's like, Hey, Boogie. And then the Boogeyman's like, Hey, Goldie. Hey, son. <laughs> like, they're just like part of the weirdo. But pop. like, Boogie's like still doing his convulsing. Thing. Yeah. Like, he's doing. <laughs> and Not they, that anyone could see that. And, okay, and then they ex- exchange presents yeah. and they all start singing. We wish you a Merry yeah. Christmas. And then out of a fucking side door, All Jesse th- and Festus and fucking IRS. And a bunch of referees just what come in to start ha- singing. And, and IRS isn't like full character. Like they, he was like there. Like man. And they dressed him up just for this. <laughs> I fucking love it. And then we cross... Man, I, I just... Like, in kayfabe, right? Yeah. Totally kayfabe. A wrestling locker room would be the weirdest shit ever. Imagine, like, a nine... Like, if you combine the kayfabe of it, but you also combine, like, the 90s, there were drugs everywhere <laughs> of it. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I would pay money. But then we get to the shit part of this segment. Guess who it is? Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Oh, He's plugging his straight DVD movie. What the Battlefront, fuck? Battlefront, Columbia or something? I don't know. I don't know. Can I just tell you, I've been watching some of the Raws and some of the Smackdowns. I think this is the last appearance Kennedy ever has in WWE. On pay-per-view. At all, right? No, because he, he, he has... doesn't come back. This is it. No, he has a tag match because he got fired after a tag match. Did he? Okay. Yeah, because... Oh, was... anyway, this is the last pay-per-view appearance, I guess. I hope so. Um, no, it is, because he's not in the Rumble. Oh, thank fuck. Um, his entire run has been... 
him coming out and going, I have a DVD! <laughs> Battle Lines Columbia! Like, he'd literally... So I've been watching Smackdowns and Raws. He would just come out and say that line and then go, Mr. Comenity! Oh, shit. Comenity! <laughs> And then he just. I never leave. got that bit. Why does it? Why does he just say Kennedy afterwards? Ah, uh, I think he just likes to like reiterate it a bit. <laughs> I were you ever a fan of Mr. Kennedy? Uh, I was a bit before. Like he was like a year before I started watching. So I was kind of he was lost in the sands of time for me. It's like Kurt Angle. Like before the network, I just didn't watch Kurt Angle stuff. Oh, who's better, Kurt Angle, <laughs> Mister? Oh, I'm I'm just saying the time. Yeah, I, don't match, yeah. I see. Like the main thing I remember Kennedy for, and this didn't happen while I was watching. This was just shit that I found out after the fact. Because like I I became a fan like '09, in like '07 after Benoit died, Kennedy went on a talk show, and he literally went out of his way to be like. I've never done steroids in my entire life. life. And then, do you remember, like, the signature signature pharmacy scandal? Yeah. Yeah, he got caught up in that and got, like, a, <laughs> a cop, like, a 30 or a 60-day suspension. Nice. And he came back, and before he looked, like, swollen, he came back and he looked like fucking... Zach Gowan or <laughs> Colin Delaney. He looked fucking small. Yeah. And yeah, and then he um, went on to break up the Aces and Eights in TNA as Mr. Anderson. 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 <laughs> Fucking shit. And now we go four years in the making with no Christmas spirit. Orton versus Big Dog Batista. Big David A versus Randall Keith Orton. Mm. What you see is the greatest example of evolution you will ever see. And you have to look to the future. Batista, six foot five, three hundred and twenty-five pounds. And Randy has every gift that a man can be given. This is evolution. champion, the youngest world champion in history. Nobody is better than me. Get a look at greatness. I am without peers. Batista has won the world title. Batista is out of his cage. There are many superstars that can electrify a crowd like Batista. It's been like this my whole career, starting an evolution. I was the crown jewel. Only Batista and Triple H were so jealous because I was the most successful. One day is going to be me versus you. And at Armageddon, it is me versus you. Versus Orton, two former world champions one-on-one. It's destiny. I am the evolution of this business. 
You couldn't beat me back then. I was better than you when we were with Evolution. You can't beat me now. I'm better than you now. I've been waiting for this match. Orton versus Batista. You and I have a sword of soap. What is there to say? Uh, well, I said a lot. Yeah. It's like, hey, remember what... They kind of position this match as like, oh, we, four years ago, we just realized that we had evolution, so like past, present, and future, but we had two futures, so let's have this match to figure out who's the real future. (laughs) Drew McIntyre comes out, wins with the future shock DDT. Oh, I'm going to go off myself. (laughs) But yes. he doesn't use anymore. No, oh, he uses it, but as a signature. Yeah, which I th- I thought I think it's cooler than the claymore. But no. I I like the claymore, but I what I hate now is guys can't have two finishes. Like, why can't you have like a move like two different? Well, if moves? you've got two finishes, it's probably like a submission as well. Oh, but like, like the AA and the STF. Not that the AA is a finisher anymore, but I I guess. But then there was like always oh, what spear and Superman punch. Roman Reigns. Yes. He wins matches with both. I, yeah, you, I, no, you, I've never seen him win a match with a Superman punch. Just all the time. When was the last time you saw him? Raw. I don't know. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, remember, 5 out of 5. I don't think Roman Reigns has wrestled since WrestleMania. God, I hope not. No, he's got to build himself up to get killed the in Saturday. We're going to be there. Are we going to do a thing? Uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, because we're watching it tomorrow, right? Yeah. What's today? Thursday? Oh, well, we're watching it Saturday morning. Yeah, 2am Saturday morning, our time. Get lit, boys. Oh, see, I was on Squared Circle and I found, like, a, like the top post was some dude from Saudi Arabia <laughs> being like, Hey, guys, I know you think it's propaganda, but it's really not. It's modernizing. And then he goes on to be like, you know, women, they're slowly getting more and more rights. And then he goes... Uh, LGBT people it's still a bit bad and we can't actually talk about it in fear of going to jail. <laughs> but women's are getting some uh, I mean, it's baby steps, man. Come on. Uh, like, it's the same thing with any developed country. Like, what, 30, 30, 40 years ago, you couldn't talk about, like, gay stuff in, like, the place we live. That's true. But to be fair, we were... Like, Tasmania's a shithole. Yeah, so Saudi Arabia. Don't worry about it. Has they're WWE just, ever come to Tasmania? They're just uh, like a hundred... Alright, they're a hundred years behind us. They're just a bit slow, that's all. Wait, they're getting there. Alright, I can... Appar- I... Like the guy in the post said, like, the new prince or whatever is doing... I don't know. I I know it's like shit, but I feel like they're getting there, that's all. They're going in the right direction. Well, I feel like wrestling fans are the least qualified people in the world to talk about how to develop a nation. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's still... It's just like... it. It strikes me as a little bit weird... Yeah. Like, it, and, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, they should cancel it, but I think... Wait, it, do you reckon Batista's going to be in the Rumble? No. No, no. Definitely. Okay. You think Batista's getting on a oh, plane the fucking jet? coming out of retirement, man. Mark Henry is in the Rumble. Wait, what? Yeah, no, it's on his Instagram. All right, hang on. Keep talking, I'll show you. Uh, but he's come out of retirement for the Rumble. Welcome to the section of the podcast I like to call dated shit. <laughs> dated shit. It's when this episode comes out, this will mean nothing. That's all right. Because I'm just... slack with editing. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Don't worry. Any, anyway, so we're on Big David Dave versus Randy Orton. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So they have like an epic level build up and they come out. But it like at the same time, it's a Batista Randy Orton match. So it's like a little you have to do some gaga to make it like look not boring. 
Would yeah, you agree? Was, I still think it was fucking boring, man. Not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. This is prime, like, limb targeting era Orton. So, <laughs> just did the, um, did the shit where he just kind of, like, stomps around on a person's, like, limbs, kind of. But then, it, it's not even, he doesn't even do it, like, psychology-wise. He just literally, like, Walks around Dave for a bit and steps on him. It's, it's called so, it's called methodical. Methodical. You know, you know, like I just call it fucking boring. Sometimes at work, like they, I, like they get me to put like stock back, mm-hmm. and, I, and I go like a little bit of a warning. I'm a little bit methodical with that. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I'm like, I'm shit at it, so I'm a bit slow. <laughs> I just can't quite do it very well. I can't remember where the rice goes. <laughs> But yeah, this is fucking... It's... I enjoyed it. I thought it was boring in parts. But it was alright. Like, they, they do a good job of, like, teasing all of the fucking finishes. Like... Yeah, I guess. Like, the Batista bomb into the DDT. Punt countered with, like, a throw into a corner clothesline. Like, that <laughs> kind of good shit. Like, I like a good, like, uh, finisher fest. But, like... And I fucking loved the finish. Do you remember the finish? Yeah, the, the Alpine Slam. The Alabama Slam. So, I don't know. The finish kind of made up for it. Yes, they had the world's worst rest holder, right? It was like this weird rear naked choke sort of thing. Is that the cravat one? No, it was that... the grapevine thingy oh. yeah, going on. So, he just kind of, Randy wrapped himself around Batista trying to be like, oh, what a viper. Oh my god. Looks he... fucking shit. They stayed there for like five minutes. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But the finish, like, like he's at clothesline in the corner and Orton, like, goes for, like, the Alabama slam. Yeah. But, like, Batista deadweights him, so he's just in position for a Batista bomb and fucking bombs him. Yeah, it's crazy because... So, if you can imagine, Batista's, like... It's kind of hard to imagine. Batista's... Like, horizontal, holding onto the top turnbuck while his feet are being supported by Randy, who's trying to, like, throw him down. But what happens, what ends up happening is, because Randy's got, like, the back of his head against, like, Dave's ball sack area. Mm. And so, what happens is Randy kind of, like, Dave lets go, Randy puts him down, and now they're in, like, Batista bomb setup position, and then Batista flips him up. And it's really fluid. I think, oh, man. I think that particular move was pretty pretty neato hmm. but it was also like like that was like five seconds of good stuff and this was a 16 minute 41 second match <laughs> like terrible you, these lads like batista or orton should not be going like more than 13 minutes unless it's like a good like smaller dude who can bump around loads yeah like, Fucking nice. But yeah, Batista wins. And oh my god, I've just seen a photo of the greatest Royal Ramble and Mark Henry going, I guess I'm not. <laughs> that doesn't come across as bitter at all. This is Mark Henry's Instagram where he's like, I guess I'm not retired. Apparently I have to get my like big ass on a fucking flight to Jeddah. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah, no. All of his Twitter's like him sweating a lot in Saudi Arabia. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, met, met Satan today. <laughs> met Satan today. Because of all like the... Uh... The heat, I think. I thought it was you were going to be like the new prince of Saudi Arabia's name is Satan. I'm like, that's not (laughs) foreboding at all. Um, But yeah, there's like a promo package for the Slammy Awards. I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) They're like, this person won a Slammy. Chris Jericho, star of the year 2008. Yeah, cool, man. Get some nicer looking awards, you (laughs) fuck. 
Uh, up next, ah, oh, fucking Jesus! It's the um best part of the show, part two. Yeah, uh, well, Jack had four minutes and thirty-three seconds to wank off over the Santa's Little Helper Diva match. Michelle McCool, <laughs> Diva's champion. Kelly Kelly, Maria, and Nikki James versus uh, Peanut Butter Jelly Time Victoria, Jillian, Natalia, and Maurice Quebecois. Ha ha ha. So it's an eight diva tag. <laughs> this is the funniest shit. Like this whole oh, segment. This the match and segment. So Michelle's was, the all thing. Right. All right. So start off. They come down. So it's like a face team versus a heel team. Pretty Quebec basic quoi. shit. Um, See. So Michelle's still a face. Yes. I think she's about to turn. Is she? I think so. I f- Especially based on the events of this match. If I remember correctly, doesn't she drop the title to Maurice? Uh. Anyway, you keep looking for it, I'll keep talking. No, I think I um, put it in a box. Oh, not in the box. I put it in like a box. Have you got the hot Oh, there's a history of professional wrestling here. Oh shit. No, don't grab it from <laughs> underneath the mic. And that doesn't go to two thousand eight, it goes to ninety nine. Um, this happened in ninety nine, didn't it? Maurice yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think we're still a little bit off from the heel turn. Yeah, um... But yeah, do you want to talk about Beth Phoenix winning... Um, not Beth... Michelle McCool winning with the fucking Styles Clash? It's called Faith Breaker, man. It was a fucking Styles Clash. This wasn't even... Faith Breaker. Faith this Breaker. wasn't pre-AJ. AJ Faith, was Faith, big. Faith Breaker is a better name anyway. Styles Clash is a good name. Faith Breaker is better. It, well, alright. So it's like they had the Scorpion Deathlock and the Sharpshooter at the same time. Two different companies. I think Beth, but like Beth started using it like after AJ. What? Because Michelle McCool. Oh, Michelle. They're the same person. Yeah, but AJ's been using it since fucking two thousand. Yeah, but like um, Sting and like Bret Hart didn't start using it at the same time. Yeah, Bret Hart ripped off Sting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Bret Hart ripped off Sting's whole (laughs) group. Well, technically. I think Faith Rick is a cooler name anyway. Alright, but still, Um, she doesn't do it very fucking well. (laughs) So the. Best worst part about this is that everyone's on commentary. <laughs> it's a six man commentary team. Thank God it was only four minutes. Actually, so when they're all walking down, yeah. Strike. So the best part about the full commentary team is that Matt Striker can make fun of Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, oh. Jerry, which one of these girls do you want to, like, be your little helper? It's like, oh, I don't want to pick. And then <laughs> is like, oh, all the girls already call you Uncle Jerry. <laughs> oh. Actually, I remember the whole thing. The whole thing at the time was Stryker got, like, shitloads of heat because he just buried Jerry Lawler yeah. and made him look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's because he is. No shit. And so-, so Kelly Kelly, like... I think does Kelly Kelly start off the match? Oh, no, I've got a Kelly Kelly quote here. Yeah. So uh, she gets into the match, and then uh, they're talking about like all like celebrating Christmas and that oh, sort of thing. And then Striker's like, Kelly Kelly celebrates Hanukkah. What a hot Hebrew she is! Kelly Kelly celebrates Hanukkah. What a hot Hebrew she is! I have the timestamp for this, and you'll be damned if I'm not splicing that in. <laughs> It's so funny. And then they're like... In the most uncomfortable line of the evening, Matt Strike. Here comes Hanukkah. Here comes Hanukkah. Hey, listen. Nothing wrong with that. I know. I didn't know that. That's good information. Kelly Kelly also is a gymnast. You know that? Oh, hey. <laughs> For 10 years. 
Oh, yeah. And then JR says, Oi vey. <laughs> and they're like, Oh god. And then Shogun's like, Did I just hear an Oklahoman say, Oi vey? <laughs> See, I think it's acceptable because I'm like 60% sure Strike is Jewish. <laughs> right? Oh, Strike didn't say it was JR. No, 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 but he still went, What oh, a hot Hebrew. Hey! Sounds about right. Fucking Jesus. So, um. There weren't any spots in this match. No, um... The finish was... The Stars Clash. No, well, no, it was Maria. Maria was running the robes, about to, like, hit... Who was it? Maurice? No, Jillian. Jillian? Jillian? Jillian was in this match. Yeah, I think it was Jillian. Um, With a move or whatever. But then Michelle does, like, the quick tag thing. Mm. And then Maria's like, what'd you tag out for? And then Michelle's like, ah, just, I'll win. And then she wins with the Faith Breaker. Maybe um, that was an actual botch. <laughs> no, I think it was on purpose because I feel like this is where she turns. So the you might the, be right. The post match is like Maria looking salty and stuff, and Michelle looking like, yeah, I did it. I'm king shit or queen shit because you're a girl. Oh, imagine fucking Michelle McCool's first gimmick, queen shit. <laughs> but yeah, and then here comes so, the yeah, real part of this. No, match. all right. So all the heels like walking up the entrance ramp and stuff, and everyone's like. Ah, uh, we got you. Faces win, of course. Faces win, yeah. and then la 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 la. No, no it's it's not one. It's not one. It's Carly's face. Mine's thing. better. All right, fans vote. Who's his Carly impression is better? La 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 la. Mba mba mba. Oh, great Kali, kiss cam. Alright, so Kali... Fucking hath- races. Kali hath arrived to creep on women. Holy shit. It's so Ranjin Singh's coming down with him, and Striker's like, Here comes Kali with Ranjin Singh, the Sultan, Sultan of, of Sideburns! <laughs> Hell yeah. And then they fucking... Oh. Try to creep on the women. So he's like... Hey, it's the Punjabi playboy who doesn't want to kiss him. And then they're like, do like a random selection on the kiss cam of the divas. And it's Michelle McCall, but she's like, put Maria in front of her to hide. But then they- So is this how Michelle McCall turns heel? She's like, no, you kissed the great Carly. (laughs) But then Maria gets out of the way and then says like, Michelle McCall's a pick. And she's just like, ah, no. (laughs) And just bails out of the ring. I literally thought the direction this was going in was that Carly was- this was the two directions I thought it was going to go in. Either Carly was going to forcibly kiss one of the women, <laughs> which is very problematic, or one of the women was going to be like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it, and get like a face pop. Yeah. Which is also problematic. I don't think that's that bad. Uh, it's, it's not as problematic as sexual to... assault. No, you're just like, oh, all right, I'll kiss him. Like, Yeah, but character-wise, it's like... It's like the only way a chick can get the approval of the crowd is if she kisses this nah, one dude. I definitely don't think it'd come off like that. I anyway. Think, well, that's not the way they ha- go. It wouldn't have happened anyway, because this is not what that's about. It's about um, fucking so, not Moolah. So, Mickey, Mickey James, Maria, and uh, the other face. Oh, um, Mickey James, Maria, and... Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly is still in the ring. Very formidable. (laughs) What a hot Hebrew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Still in the ring. And then Rajan's like, all right, all right, Michelle's gone, but which one of you want to kiss, kiss Kali? And they're like, oh, no, no, sorry. 
And then Rose is like, oh, don't worry about it. I understand. You're too, like, overcome with how, like, luscious Carly is. How handsome the great Carly is. And he's like, don't worry, Carly. I've made a plan B. She's she's Santa's little helper as well. As soon as he said plan B, I was like, fuck it. I know what's going on. Oh, no, I didn't. I I got it when he said she's been Santa's helper for a long time. And out to shit piano music. It's Mae Young. It's Mae Young. And she's all dressed up in like a one piece or whatever. And this is my favorite part of the whole show because the commentators keep making one line as she comes to the ring. So she's coming to the ring and doing high fives. And then... Jerry hits hits her with the she was helping Santa when the Dead Sea was only sick. <laughs> oh, fuck off. That's bad. And he's like, she's got a cane and it ain't candy. <laughs> See, I get the feeling that you loved this entire segment. I'm basically Jerry Lawler at this point. I fucking hated this, this segment. So I wanted to claw my eyes out. So yeah, Carly fucking Oh. It comes to Carly's like, oh my god, surely not. And then she like basically jumps him. Where's the face of that boy? <laughs> so she like she she gets good airtime because she jumps at Carly and Carly like catches her and Fucking she like wraps her legs thing. around him and they're like moshing faces like. Ugh. And then they give her a mic and she actually I I couldn't understand it because she was old but I think she she said. This is the greatest time of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. 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 Anyway. At least it was a moolah. She would have pimped out the great Carly. <laughs> back to actual wrestling. Yeah. Carly gets as far away from me yeah. as possible, by the way. Immediately afterwards, he fucking <laughs> he legs it as fast as the great Carly can. We have... Up next... It's your home scene. It's the John Cena comeback story. Volume 2. Attack of the Clones. Is it volume 2 at this point? I feel like it's volume 20 billion. Uh, it's like volume 2 of this specific one. Because it's like Cena Jericho 2. So it's John Cena versus Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. John Cena is back! He's only three months removed from major surgery to a herniated disc in his neck. John Cena doesn't know what his physical condition is really going to be. Can you believe this? F you! The cover! John Cena's done it! He's the world champion! What a comeback story! Absolutely unbelievable! Hustle, loyalty, respect. That is the code in which I live by. This championship proves that we are good enough. This proves that the champ is here. The champ is not here. The champ is right here. You are nothing but a liar and a hypocrite, just like all these sicko fans that you pander to each and every night. I'm going to beat you at Armageddon, Cena. And you know what you're going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. Because when it's all said and done, you are nothing more than a coward. And you... John Cena has snapped. Cena has reached a point of no return and you can't blame him. Cena defending the passion and the emotion of the WWE Universe. What on earth has been unleashed in this man? I had no idea that this guy existed inside Cena. 
hustle, loyalty, respect, once very important words that have now been downgraded to nothing more than merchandising slogans for the hypocrite that you call the world champion. Everybody's on John Cena here. The numbers gain too much. I don't respect any of your fans. I don't like any of your fans because there are nothing like me. I never represented these people when I was the champion. And I will not represent them after Armageddon when I regain my title after completely destroying you. He's fucking... Ernest. good. It was good. It was fucking... It was only 12 minutes. So yeah. I, was ha- I was fucking... Shocked. <laughs> absolutely happy with that. Yeah. So you want to go through the... No. Alright. Jericho is still got some genuine heat left over from the Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah. So they lock up like every other fucking match, which I'm not sure I'm happy with. Like, what? How do How do you feel about like it's a blood feud and then they just fucking lock this up? This isn't a blood feud. It's seen as like a blood feud is Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. A right. blood feud is John Cena, Randy Orton. Uh, this oh, is not a blood feud. All right, fair enough. Um. So, really good back and forth. Um, lots of teasers of the FU. Um, they tease, like, a fucking apron FU, but Jericho fucking bulldogs him off the apron into the steps. Yeah, that was crazy. Which was awesome. And Matt Stryker runs away, clutching, <laughs> a, clutching a slammy, which clutching is... Clutching his pearls. Clutching his hot Hebrew pearls. <laughs> um, so, just lots of... It's it's hard to describe a match when it's, like, a good back and forth, right? Yeah. Because it's... it's because they don't do sports. I think that's the thing that we don't, like, on to, not to get too meta, but, like, on this podcast, we don't want to, like, do, like, just a play-by-play. Oh, you can, fuck that. You can just... Watch the show. Yeah, you can just go watch the show. And there's, like, but, three other podcasts that do it better. Yeah. <laughs> but we can't really... Like, if there aren't any spots, then it's either do a play-by-play or just say, yeah, this was a pretty good match, you know? We can, well, we can talk about the character build-up and that sort of thing, but it's part two, so... Well, I, I like that they continue on the story of, like, Jericho doing, like, the shit that targets the neck, like, doing yeah. the full Nelsons and the side headlocks and the cravat holds. But the ending sequence of this shit was... Pretty wild. It was so wild. So he does the... Cena does the... Still called the ST... Oh, not the STFU, the FU. Yeah. And Jericho lands on his feet. Fucking codebreaker. Yeah. I was saying before, but I reckon if the finish... I know it's literally... Or not maybe impossible, but probably physically impossible for these two. You need Adrian Neville. Yeah. To do a attitude adjustment. And while Chris was in midair, he kind of like flips back around and codebreakers him on the way down. That'd be pretty sick. I love that flippy shit. It's... This is like this entire sequence is so fucking rad because like he kicks out of the code breaker and then like they go back and forth and fucking oh Jesus what happens oh they like they do like the so he kicks out not even a rope break even though he's near it and then Cena hits like an fu and yeah. just fucking dies delayed cover kick out yeah and then there's like mm. small package shit and like Cena locks in the STFU. But fucking Jericho's, like, able to, like, grab the leg and yeah, turn it, was, it into the walls. It was really interesting, actually. It was so sick. And then, um, 
And then, like, eventually, like... Cena gets out. Cena gets out, come back, gets out, locks in the STFU, which he actually, like, actually locks in. It's yeah. not it's not the shit one. He actually has the arms, like, crossed, and yeah, no, it looks I think it's decent. Good. Yeah. And he makes Chris Jericho tap out, unlike me, in SVR 2011. I could never make goddamn Chris Jericho tap out. <laughs> to unlock him as a playable character. That is, that is the fucking best. <laughs> no, but, like, you go through the whole road to WrestleMania... And then, depending on which one you did and which options you took, there was a different person standing in the green room at WrestleMania, and it's a special optional match to unlock like different versions of the characters. So there was like Stone Cold, there was Chris Jericho, there was HBK in there, and the one with Chris Jericho it took you to tribute to the troops, and you had to make him submit. And if you could make him submit, you got like old Jericho, like two thousand Jericho. I Wait, think. shit, really? Yeah. But Jericho, as one of the best, like, characters in the game... And also submission expert. Yeah, you can't make... Like, I played... The thing I remember... I ended up doing it, but I remember at the 40-minute mark, putting him in, like... I think the most potent submission in the game is the STFU. So I put that on my character, and... And I, like, put him in the STFU, and he just, like, got out straight away. I was like, fuck... I think it took me like two, two and a half hours to do it. It was brutal, man. It was like, like, you know how like some, you know, some games like really easy and they just have this one bit that's like, just amps up the difficulty beyond what like you would ever expect. See, I just remember like the fun, easy bits in like SVR 2010 where they had like the weird little career mode and you could set it to easy and put knockout on and just (laughs) knock everyone out and win the belts. (laughs) That's what I did on Big Show. I didn't put it on easy, but like I just, because no one could like deal with Big Show. (laughs) So it's career mode and you just like chokeslammed everyone until you knocked it out. I remember... I don't know why I remember this one particularly, but I remember, like, just destroying Brian Kendrick. Hey, just, fuck you, man! And, fuck you! And he's just lying there, like, unconscious, and Big Show went to a knockout. You've killed my self-esteem. And Cena celebrates with the Silence of the Lambs football team. Yay. And we fade out. Hang on a second. There's another fucking match to go what? through. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have two world titles. And... The results of the mobile poll. Oh, shit. If you remember, we've been asking all night what your thoughts were regarding uh, who actually uh, did in Jeff Hardy uh, in the hotel room in Baltimore. We asked you to text your vote. And here are the results. Wow. 65% think that Edge was responsible for what happened in Baltimore. That certainly spurred this triple threat match tonight for the WWE Championship. And mobile poll. I love that. I love that mobile (laughs) poll. And now it's time for the main event, by God. Everybody probably has their own opinion on this Jeff Hardy situation. Jeff Hardy was found unconscious this morning in the stairwell of his hotel here in Boston. We have just been informed Jeff Hardy would not be able to compete here tonight, so the WWE title will be a one-on-one matchup. And Triple H! Oh, God, he hit it! Pedigree! Both men are down! He's here! He's here! You think you know me? What? You've got to be kidding me! The wild eyes look at this! I read on WWE.com what was going on with Jeff Hardy. And I had to take action into my own hands! 
And then up to Triple Threat Match. No disqualifications. He doesn't have the same gumption that someone like me, a true champion, has. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, God, there's Jeff Hardy. That's Jeff Hardy assaulting it. Hardy going manic with a steel tear. And there's a spear by Edge. WWE Champion, the ultimate opportunist, strikes again! Jeff Hardy had worked so hard, had built so much momentum, but someone assaulted Jeff Hardy in his farewell, and then wasn't just so convenient. Here comes Edge to make it a triple threat match. I am sick and tired of everyone blaming me for what happened to Jeff, because I didn't do it. Think about the person who had the most to gain and the least to lose. Who is it? Triple H. And Armageddon will be a triple threat match. Three men vying for the WWE title. Jeff Hardy, Triple H, and the WWE champion. Jeff, you were never a big enough blip on my radar to warrant an attack. I'm sick of the game. I'm sick of you. Now you've put yourself in my path, Jeff, and I will run you down. It seems like my two opponents in the triple threat match for my WWE Championship, it looks like they're ready to tear each other's heads off. I don't care if I walk out. I don't care if you show up. I don't care if I crawl out. When it's all said and done. I am leaving Armageddon. I will be walking out of there. The WWE, WWE. Champion! Oh! Spears to the code number one contenders for that man's WWE title. The ultimate opportunist picks his spot again. So Edge, Triple H, Jeff Hardy. The match we probably would have liked to have had last night. <laughs> For the WWE Championship. See, this is, like, supposed to be a very iconic, like, match, right? Yeah. It wasn't that fucking good. No, no it was a no. bit shit. It was, like... It, it was, was like, a bit fucking dead, too. It was, it was one of those, like, triple threat matches where, like... Like, there's a good triple threat match, like, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Benoit, or Triple H, Batista, Bryan, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, all three are involved in moves. But in this one, it's kind of like... Oh, shit on one person. Yeah, it's very individual. Yeah, it's shithouse. So, like... It, yeah. And there's loads of, like, This outside... whole match is ruined by the fact that Triple H super wants to be protected at all times. Yeah, because, like, Triple H has beaten Hardy, like, three times. And, spoiler alert, Hardy doesn't beat, like, Triple H. No, he doesn't. Triple H doesn't get pinned. No. And then there's also fucking interference from Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. And, and Matt, Matt Hardy. Hardy. Which makes Which no, no sense, sense next month, yeah. but, like, uh, we'll talk about that next month. So, it was just very, like... Right, so, I, well, the first bit I think yeah. we should talk about is the Kozlov interference, right? Yeah, so, that's when it actually gets, like, fucking interesting. Yeah, before that, it's just shit triple threat. Yeah. yeah. So, Kozlov interferes, but who comes to, like, stop him... Oh shit! I could slap a tornado. Matt Hardy, bad Matt Hardy. 
Yeah. Makes zero sense with hindsight. But... Uh, also, there was a really good spot where fucking um, Edge does like the um, the spear through the announce yeah. table to and Jeff Hardy through the announce yeah, table. Yeah, and I'd love it if it wasn't like ultimately like the takeout spot where we take you out for fucking half the match. Yeah. You know? Also, Jeff's face paint is running a lot. That's what and happens he, every match. Yeah, yeah, saying. but he has, like, very yellowy face paint, so it looks like he has jaundice. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Uh, there's just loads of, like... Edge's matches are normally really good, but this is very, like, average, I'd yeah. say. Like, and the crowd's very worn out, like yeah. we are. Cause this it's is a shame good. that the end of this match has the result that it does, because the end result justifies a better match I think oh yeah and the crowd wasn't like like the the do you want to get into the finish of the match yeah before? might as well honestly uh, so on. Kozlov interferes and he's stopped by Matt oh uh, yeah which is towards the end yeah yeah so the thing Edge hits the spear and H for like the two count yeah and then there's the concerto but Jeff breaks it up for some fucking reason yeah, I never got that logic in wrestling because you hate triple h as well so it's not like you're gonna be like yeah, oh i don't unless unless it's like an elimination like thing you let them hit the move yeah and, and then, then you take, take them out you fucking idiot <laughs> I don't know. but then like um fucking jeff goes on top gets crotched on the rope by triple h and then like triple h is hitting the pedigree on edge but hardy just hits a swan on no cells in yeah. that shot and pins Edge. Yeah, so, yeah. The man who has a title match next week, yeah. next month. So, basically, Sorry. like, pedig- there's a pedigree on Edge, and then Triple H goes to kind of vaguely pin him, but then Jeff hits a swanton, which knocks Triple H out of the ring, so he doesn't have to get pinned conveniently. Oh, fucking... And Could the- he not have pinned Triple H? <laughs> no, that's, that's how this match is, like, fucked up, because Triple H... Just doesn't want to look weak at all, and in wrestling, you kind of have to like. We're removed from like Triple H's reign of terror, mm. but like over these last six months, I think he's like thought to himself, "Oh, I've earned like not having to drop the title clean." Yeah, because he gets the belt again be- at some yeah, point. Be- yeah, it's like in on Royal Rumble, I think. No, he doesn't get the belt at Rumble. He's in the match, bruh. Yeah, that's I, true. I think it's. I think it must he- be the Elimination Chamber. Spoiler. Oh no! Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it has to be. Yeah, so that's it, the rest it of has match. to be. Yeah. Um, but like he's what beat Kozlov and Kalian will had to work with them, so he's like, I don't want to like fucking drop the title after having to deal with that shit. It's fucking. It's. It's bad for the match quality. It's as well. bad for just the quality of SmackDown overall because you have such a thin roster. You need to put over someone, yeah. and through this entire feud with. Edge with Jeff Hardy, Triple H has put over no one. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. And it's, anyway, so Jeff wins uh, his first world title yay. of Triple H not wanting it. You're gonna hold that for a while, this aren't is you, buddy? Well, it's the moment that everyone like points to. And it's like, oh my god, career-defining moment. And he's on, like they fucking. Extreme Rules is a much more career defining oh, yeah. for Jeff. There's that was like, actually good. That's, like, a, that's a great example of what this match could be minus Triple H and mm, shit. Fucking Triple H. But like, there's and a also, few ladders. Just replace Triple H with ladders. What's, what's also <laughs> hilarious is I fucking... I'm like, how does he get up to that building? And yeah. they like cut away from it and yeah. like show replays and then he's just up there like not Oh, moving. I suppose we should say 
the whole like Armageddon set that we were talking about before, that's where he celebrates from the top. Yeah, it's a giant. It's like fucking, massive. It's like, cool. It's higher than the Titan Drone. It's higher than. Uh, tr- uh, it's higher than Shane McMahon's Sleep of Faith. Mm, it's, um, it looks fucking great. Yeah. But so, at the same time, Jeff looks mad awkward up there. Yeah. <laughs> and the like, this fuck, is. Fuck, I don't want to die. Sean the title. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And also, it comes to like, he looks bad with the belt. Like, when. And I don't buy that. Well, it's like the spinner belt, right? I love the spinner belt. You love it, but it looks kind of bad on everyone that's not John Cena. you got to admit that. I think it looked good on Edge. Like, oh... No, nah, it definitely looked good on Edge. What are, I Triple H... Especially is, with the trench coat. Okay, but you got to admit, it looks bad on Hardy. Yeah. Because it's not... I don't think it looks bad, I just think it could look better. Imagine if Hardy won the Undisputed Championship. I think it looked better on... I I think it looked bad on Sam Punk. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm anti-establishment. Look at me do my wrist thing. Aw, fuck. My belt spins. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this match was... If I was a world champion when the Mm -hmm. spinner belt was around, I would make that shit spin (laughs) 24-7. Like, I would come out and I was like... like, put a motor on it? Yeah, no. I would put a motor inside the championship belt. Every time I was out of the ring, I'd want that shit to be like... (laughs) You put, like, like you make it into a Beyblade kind of thing. Like, you're a little (laughs) rip. It's like a lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Anyway. that's, That's it. Solid moment, average triple threat match in a very decent but tiring pay-per-view yeah, to I just, end I feel tired talking about this shit, man. It, I was tired while watching it, and I watched the Rumble directly afterwards as well. That's a bad idea. No, but the Rumble woke me up. Okay. Like, it was fucking... It was way less like... Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she was made right here, baby! Boom! New WWE Champion! And the WWE so no doubt be saying, let the hardy party begin. We've got a new WWE champion. Congratulations to the risk-taking enigma, Jeff Hardy. So, um, any other lasting impacts this show had on you besides the excellent Boogeyman segment? Oh, uh, the only history that it really creates is just first. What was your match of the night? Uh, match the night. Gotta go with Punk and Mysterio. Fucking really excellent. Really carried the show a bit for me for a little while. Moment of the night. Fucking if uh, you know what? Moment of the night's turned into a very ironic thing. <laughs> this is the post irony uh, <laughs> moment of the night. It's gotta be Charlie Haas's Santa Claus. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I th- oh, we're pretty similar. I think that whole segment was probably like my moment of the night. See, like, that's, when... that's funny comedy. Carly, the Carly thing made me want to blow my brains out. <laughs> my favourite moment actually would be when Boogeyman and Goldust just kind of like, hey Boogie, hey with Goldie, like they've got their own, <laughs> they've got their own like fucked up wrestlers club in kayfabe. Like they just hang out. <laughs> they just hang out with Scott Steiner. Yeah. Like they go to fucking Denny's. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, I mentioned that, yeah. CM Punk and Ray, that was a good match. Yeah, well, 
after a almost two hour long fucking show. Well, it will be two hours by the time we end. Oh yeah, I've got a spicy spicy. Spicy spicy. Oh, I stole that from the podcast. Um, it's all it's all done. We finished 2008. We did it. We did it. We Thank got you very the first much. Calendar year. Thank you very much for coming with us on a bit of the ride. Sorry about the slightly erratic schedule of podcast. It's not my damn fault. No, I'm the editor and I'm a shit student and a shit person. <laughs> so it's like, oh, should I do this 3,000 word assignment? Or should I edit this podcast? No, I'll just lie down and panic about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. <laughs> Too, Too sweet. sweet. So follow us on Twitter at PG Wrestling PO. D. Yeah. Email and us. PG Wrestling. <laughs> PG Wrestling PO. D. At gmail.com. It's fucking over. And for the big dog and the most valuable player. Jay Smooth. Jay Smooth. Jay Swagger. Have a good one. Alright, see ya. Well, I I wish Taz was doing the show solo. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, fuckhead. Talk, you know, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do. You can put me on mute. You can turn the goddamn channel for all I care. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show, and now I'm on a goddamn radio station at the invite of Howard Stern. What the fuck are you doing? And you're listening to us now. So obviously you didn't hit the fucking mute switch tonight, asshole. Kelly Kelly celebrates Hanukkah. What a hot Hebrew she is. <laughs>